in five, four, three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your hubbearer. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited to feel these nipples. That boy's good. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motor hips, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome everybody, it is Friday, November 10th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios. If you're looking for an advantage in today's data-driven world, earn your Master's in Business Analytics from UofL in just 12 months. No previous coding experience is required. Now available both online and in person to get started today. Getting that uh, Master's in Business Analytics in just 12 months, visit business.louisville.com. Edu today. We're on the air from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the city of Louisville, the state of Louisville, and far, far beyond. You know what's better as the Big X. It's Mike Rutherford. It's Trevor Kelsey. Woo! Woo! We're feeling relief. We're feeling excitement. We're feeling all the emotions, almost all of them positive, here on a Friday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show as we react to a near disaster on Glow Game Night. Crisis averted. The cards nine and one, six and one in the ACC, all but locked into a trip to Charlotte to play for a conference championship. That will take up the bulk of our attention today. We've got U of L men's basketball in action tonight against Chattanooga. We'll talk about that. And as every Friday, we will have big X, big bets of the weekend at five thirty, along with our pick'em segment, big night of high school football. We'll talk about what you can hear here. We can hear our sister stations. All sorts of things happening. These are the times, my friend. November 10th, the heart of overlap season. It feels good. We're going to have fun today. Before we do any of that fun stuff, we've got to do the the due diligence of saying hello to one Trevor Kelsey, the big guy. He was right to be worried last night. He called it pretty much spot on. He's relieved today. He's feeling good. He had weird dreams. Trevor, how are you in this Friday afternoon? One, two, three. Just let your soul go. <laughs> Just let it shine through. Just let your soul feel it oh so silky smooth. I feel oh so silky smooth, Mike. <laughs> just letting it, just let my soul glow. That's how that's, that's how I feel today. Like your soul's glowing more than there was actually glowing stuff at the game last night. Apparently, uh, it was. <laughs> well, how do they know what going to glow in the dark? What are you supposed to turn all the lights off? I mean, come yeah, on. that's exactly what you're supposed to do at some I guess point. So, I mean, even if you did that, it wouldn't glow. But it, it was still fun. It's still fun to imagine, right? I just loved one of our one of my friends was there, and he was like. 
We're sitting here. The lights have never been brighter than they have in my entire life. We have like 90,000 like, like glow sticks. We look like the biggest idiots. Like I'm holding <laughs> nine glow sticks. Nobody can see anything. They didn't turn the lights off once. The glow game did not draw rave reviews you, last you night. You thought they would at least do, because don't, don't some stadiums do where they turn the lights off like, yeah. on a score and stuff? I, mean, I thought they would dim them uh, like halftime and do some sort of... Well, the thing is, when they initially, and we're diving right to the glow game, just getting hammered on, on, online after last night's game, which we'll spend most of today talking about the win, obviously. But Sorry. there was, when they initially announced the the theme games this season, You know, we, we went down, we talked about Kim Schatzel, inauguration week, how excited we were for the Boston College game for that. And when they announced the glow game, it was, we're wearing glow-in-the-dark uniforms, the fans will have like glow-in-the-dark paraphernalia, and there will be LED light shows that take place throughout the game. I looked it up. That's exactly what they said. Oh, it did say that. Okay. But well, as the-, the week drew closer, Trevor. <laughs> oh, yes, Mike. They changed the description <laughs> of the event. And oh. I noticed like last week, during the last few days, they've been saying, hey, we're going to have commemorative glow-in-the-dark cups. We're yeah. going to give away glow sticks to uh, the first 15,000 fans in attendance or whatever it was. But there was no talk about these LED light shows that were taking place. Like I think at some point they were like, "Yeah, we we kind of oversold now, here." Now, did, we, did we look at the original announcement? Did they do a wrestling thing where in the bottom it says "subject uh, subject may, uh, may change"? No, so, but they uh, should have. Yeah, because card card is subject to change. That's what it says. The glow game it sounded like did not deliver. We didn't get to see the like, besides the intro video. They didn't get to see the glow uniforms once. Nobody's nobody's glow sticks ever showed up. So if we had imagine giving the balloon glow a bad name. Yeah, don't 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 talk about the balloon glow. I'm just I'm, I'm saying the don't balloon, the glow, balloon glow is like this. what up, dude? You're giving us glows a bad name. Don't bring the balloon glow into this <laughs> at all. Don't keep that name out of your mouth. The if we had gone to the effort of, like we said yesterday, trying to spell out "thank you, Cincinnati" and glow sticks, imagine how much time it takes to coordinate that, and then like it just like wouldn't show up. That would have been the worst thing of all time. It would have been the sticks. You would have just, I guess, it just wouldn't have glowed, right? And, and look, you could have maybe still spelled it out. I guess <laughs> all that matters is we won the game. That's all that matters. Glow game success. Now yes. people were like, "Hey, man, I, I saw you tweeted that you hated the glow game and you didn't support it at all." <laughs> I, I don't remember sending that. Yeah. I don't think it actually happened. You were hacked. I got hacked. That was, uh, that was me, by the way. It was Jay Williams just, just <laughs> hacking in, getting revenge for his Boston Celtics coach tweet. Dan Dockage. I never <laughs> wavered on the glow game. I, there, there was never one moment where I was like, I, look, I, I don't support the glow game. I haven't been excited about this for months. I never faltered. In fact, I got hundreds of calls last night from people who were like, hey, just congrats on, on never wavering on the glow. You were the one guy that had nothing bad to say about the glow game. That were even when the team was losing, you were like, "I support this. It's going to work out. It's going to be fine." Hundreds of calls. That sounds right. And today, I'm celebrating for that reason alone. I, I hope we do a hundred glow games. <laughs> I mean, as long as we win them all, I can keep two bleeps. What they, <laughs> like, I mean, the, the amount of disappointment people had, they were like, "The glow game sucked." I'm like, "We just won. We're I, nine I, and one. Calm down." I just, yeah, I just love the people just like bashing the jerseys. So I was like, "Listen, isn't that supposed to be my mo? I mean, come on, y'all, and that's my stick." And I didn't even think they were bad. They, they were fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they, 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 yeah, Trust the whole, me, I've seen us wear a lot worse. The whole deal was they're supposed to go in the dark, so they had that weird kind of hue on the helmet. Yeah, and they, they look like glow. You ever get like, the, I, my dogs have like a ball that's supposed to glow in the dark. My mom, yeah. she's like, this is great. We can see it at night. I'm like, okay, mom. Like, it's, it's one of those things, like, when you, especially when you're a kid, you go into the darkest room you can and hope to see it glow, and it never does really. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that's what like this ball does. That's what those uniforms probably would have done. People were just you like, had to walk in like a pitch black room, and you maybe would still be able to see that a little bit. I mean, even in the first half when we're playing well, we're up like fourteen nothing. People are like, "I hate the glow." <laughs> They're like, "The uniforms look weird. Nothing's glowing. This sucks." I'm like, "Can we just just calm down?" Okay, 
if you thought this was going to be like, you know, if you thought this was going to live up to the hype, I don't know what to tell you. This was the most easily predictable thing of all time that nothing was going to actually glow. Have you ever been to a football stadium at night? The, the stadium's pretty bright, and unless they're going to dampen everything, like turn the lights off for a little bit, you're not going to get much glowing. They went, I am surprised they, they, they never— like the commercial. They were like, well, I want the diner spot. Yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, yeah I was ready for some sort of Stranger Things effect. I, I am surprised that they didn't turn the lights off at any point. I thought like at least at halftime they would have something. So, like, like I mean, like, I, Danny was at the game, and he texted me like in the middle of the third quarter to our, our text group, and he was like, Literally no glow elements whatsoever, and I was like, "Well, I mean, I hate to say, like, we kind of saw this coming." So but now, it was easily pre- to predict. The, the, the souvenir cups were they supposed to be glowing the dark cups, or did they just not even give those out? No, either? they did, and, and, oh, okay. and those look like I saw some people send me the pictures, like when they turn the lights off. Like it, look, those look cool. Like, All right. They do look cool, but you never would have known it at the game. Somebody, somebody well, was no, like, yeah. Somebody was like, I had to put it under my seat to make sure that it glowed. Like, <laughs> the only way. I'm like, we are the most stuck up fan base, which is fine. I love it. Uh, I mean, it was glow game forever. One to know in Glow. We've never lost a Glow game, Trevor. Nope. We are undefeated. We are the Glow champs. That's what they call us. I mean, you know what? And all these other teams that have worn these uniforms, we talked about it yesterday. Georgia Tech loses to Bowling Green in the Glow uniforms. Yep. Miami loses to Georgia Tech. NC State, not technically Glow uniforms, but kind of Glow uniforms, loses to us. We, I mean, we're fighting the elements. We're overcoming the odds to win a heroically win a game in these Glow uniforms on a Glow game night. I mean, whether it be NC State, Georgia Tech, or the loving uh, 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 ladies of wrestling we are the masters of glow how <laughs> nice you like that thank you gorgeous louisvillians of uh <laughs> of winning winning yes there you go glow that's what it stands for that's perfect uh how was your besides just the game how was your thursday night you said you had weird dreams i'm sorry I did. <laughs> well i finished season two of upload which i, I had to sl- i wanted to slow myself down because i realized as i was like what uh during the game i got a text saying like New episode upload uploaded. I'm like, which is kind of weird to say, but I was like, what do you mean new? I thought the whole season was out. Apparently, season three is just still coming out, oh. and I so now I got to slow my roll a little bit because I don't want to get to where I'm like, oh wait, I got to wait for Thursday apparently to come out, and a new one. I forgot that only Netflix is has common sense and releases everything at once. So I, I got slowed down, but I finished season two. It's good. Give me a little weird dreams, but that's all right. I, I'll blame it on that. Also, that didn't fall back in the chair once. I did come very close. Uh, the, the, the I can't believe you didn't fall in the chair. Their, their, their little reverse where we blew them up and got recovered the fumble, mm-hmm. that one almost got me falling back because I, I got pumped. I, I got me so pumped up. And all the pl- all the momentum shifting plays in that game. I can't. The, the biggest surprise of all last that, night is that you didn't get sandwiched in the chair. <laughs> I would have guessed like three times that happened. Also, at one point during last, I think it was it was after the game. I realized, and this is, <laughs> I have a bad feeling you're gonna make fun of me for this. Probably. <laughs> so, like, the chair's been busted since, like, what, Monday-ish? I think it was it Monday or Sunday. I can't remember what day I did tell you. Busted. We're going on almost a week. I yeah. Think. And I just thought about last night. It was after the game. I uh, just ordered some uh, celebra- uh, celebratory uh, Taco Bell at 1130. As one does. As one does. Didn't even finish it all. Couldn't even finish my steak, grilled cheese, steak and bacon grilled cheese burrito. Mm. Uh, it was tasty, though. Uh, I, I started to realize, wonder it might be better if I push this chair back to where when it does go back, it just hits. It goes against the wall and holds it up. You're asking for a concussion. <laughs> I can tell you exactly how this plan ends. So I needed two seconds to diagnose that cause, situation. Because like when I get up, I have to get up slowly, which is the excuse I'm giving now. For As opposed up to when you usually <laughs> yeah, just, are springing out of your chair. Up, yeah, I have to get up slowly because if I don't, the chair just shoots back, and, I, and, and you know I don't want it to you know 
break anymore. Why can't you just fix this chair? I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> fix the chair. Have somebody fix the chair. So I, what I do now is I, I've got it. I slid the chair back. No, I still can't lean back in it. But when I get up, it goes. It, it kind of you know it leans up against the wall. But I still, I get up slowly because if I go up too quickly, hits the wall too hard, and I have. Mm, most of my that wall, with the exception of right where the chair is, has like a lot of memorabilia hanging on it and stuff. And then the dog, so that stuff will shake, and I don't want it to fall. Then the dogs start barking, and so I still gotta get up slow. But I think now by doing this, if I do fall back, I won't fall back as as bad. We're gonna have a big play against Kentucky, and you are going to knock yourself <laughs> unconscious. I'm telling you exactly. We, we what's win gonna basketball happen. at night. I might knock myself unconscious. Oh God, yeah, this is. <laughs> I'm like, it's another dream. <laughs> Kenny Fan game here. When you're gonna make the move, this seems like a terrible, terrible error in judgment. I, are you like me though? So, I mean, obviously, last night the game doesn't go the way that we we, we hope it's going to go, and you kind of you, you you were nervous. I was. I didn't think it'd be that. I didn't think we would be trailing at that point. I think my prediction was twenty three ten for score, but I I, I knew Malik, I knew Williams was going to get they were Malik Washington was going to get us for at least one or two plays. You were very worried. Yeah. I was only worried because I wasn't worried. I was like, there's no reason to be concerned about this game <laughs> outside of me being confident. Makes me not confident. It's a it's just self fulfilling prophecy. And I feel like even though the team didn't play great last night, there's a lot more to certainly dissect and feel worried about than there has been over the last couple of weeks I still feel like the prevailing emotion this morning and now this this mid-afternoon has been joy and and I'm kind of proud of us as a fan base for doing that because you know these seasons I don't care who you've played I don't care how the wins have come about these seasons where you're now in the middle of November and you've only lost once and you've got a shot to win a conference championship you've got a shot to play in a big-time bowl game you could potentially, after this week, be a top 10 team in the CFP rankings. Like This doesn't happen all that often. And we may have better teams moving forward that aren't in this position. You know, you need a, you need some breaks to win games at, at any point in the season. Exactly. We may not get those breaks. Next. Like, we may play a great game against a good team in the middle of September and ball doesn't bounce our way, kick doesn't go in, penalty call goes against us. Like We could easily lose a game that we, you know, the types of games that we've been winning this year. And I feel like, for the most part, the fan base has been embracing that. I think also, like maybe you can help me out on this. It felt like it had been so long for me, when it comes to football at least, where we've been in a position where late in the game, you know, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, it, you kind of feel like you've had the all-is-loss moment. You, you know, you're just like, a, a loss is imminent. The, I know there's you There's no did. shot here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I mean, I'm sitting there. And I'm, you, you were definitely Debbie Downer during the, during the, it's uh, understandable. I think most people were. I mean, you were. Uh, according to ESPN, our, their, our percent, their percentage of winning got as high as 89% in the fourth quarter. Like, it was an 89% chance that they were going to win that football game. And it felt that way. I mean, we had a quarterback who was playing. Clearly, his confidence was was rattled. Mm-hmm. You had a, a kicker. I mean, if it came down to it, whose confidence I think was a, seemed a little bit shaken. He missed a missed a kick, missed a kick that didn't count. Had a fumbled snap. Like he looks a little bit off kilter. The defense looked rattled for the first time in in over a month. There were lots of reasons to be like, oh man, like this just isn't going to go well. I can't remember the last time that as a football program we were in that position that late in a game and then came back to win. Petrino's teams. I mean, Petrino for as good as he was. He was not great at in-game adjustments and coming from behind. Um, take that joke if you want. <laughs> right when I said it, I realized. Like, yeah. um, Satterfield, notoriously, 
was not great at big time comebacks because of you know largely the style of play that that, that he he went with. Like we've had a couple of comebacks now. The the Georgia Tech game was more of a like overcoming a halftime deficit in the third quarter to take command. This was the first time in a long time where I've gone into a fourth quarter, gone deep, fairly deep into a fourth quarter, and been like, it just like I, I, I'm seeing loss. I'm kind of accepting loss, and we've come back and won. And because of that, I feel like in a weird way. This day has been, and then last night, it was like more celebratory than it would have been if we'd gone out there and done what most people thought we were going to do, which is win like 42 to 17. I think the fan base is really, really just excited that this team found a way to win that game last night. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, every time you go back and look through history, I mean, I'm not saying that we're going to, you know, win a national championship. I'm not saying it yet, but I'm not going to say that now. But I mean, you look back at history, I mean, there's every team, you know, has these type of games to get there. I mean, I, I know I'm going to date myself a little bit with some of them, but I think back to that, like that National Championship Tennessee team when that T, T you know. The, uh, Syracuse. Yeah, the Syracuse game where they had to throw the bomb against, you know, Pierce, uh, was it Pearson? It's Donovan McNabb's team. Uh, was that was McNabb on that team? I thought he was, was the quarterback. He was the very, I think it was the second game of the year. Uh, they won by one point. I think of the Jim Trestle Ohio State team, the O two team that upset Miami. I mean, the, the Purdue game where they had mm-hmm. to throw a touchdown with like two seconds left to beat a bad Purdue team. At that point, every great team's got to yeah. win some clunkers. And I'm, I'm and, and I know I'm going to miss a few, a lot more that are probably more current than the two that I just named that are twenty something years old. But they, those, those are just two that stick out in my memory. And and, and but every, you go through the list, even last year's teams. I mean, every they're going to have close games. That's what. You heard the announcers last night talking about that's what championship teams do. That's what good teams do. That's what top 10 teams do. They weather the storm, and even when they have a bad game against a team maybe they are that is on paper at least inferior to them, they find a way to win. And that's what Louisville did. And you heard Brom talk about that in the, you know, in the locker room speech. You heard him talking about it in the post-game press conference. It's just, I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but it's probably not a good statement to use here in Kentucky recently, but the you know this is what now the third game this year I mean NC State Georgia Tech that you know if this was Satterfield we don't win this game Indiana I think you can throw in there Indiana too, too yeah we, we, we just, could have lost four games I mean yeah we don't win this game I you know I was talking to you know Dugan our our boss last week and I was like you know if this was Satterfield's team we're probably like five and four going in this game or something it's very possible and you know we're probably going to finish we would probably finish six and six we would you know maybe win this game with him and I assumed we'd lose to Miami lose to Kentucky go six and six as usual with Satterfield style. It sounds like sour grapes, not, but, but when you look at real quick, yeah, when you look at what he's doing at Cincinnati this year, losing in the exact <laughs> same way that he lost here, yeah. where they dominate games statistically and just don't find ways to win, I think it's a valid point to say like right now we could very easily, if we had last year's coaching staff, be six and four or five and five. And I think I mean, and, and this is I mean, this last last night I think like I had bad feelings about it, and I think maybe we. Maybe we got a little ahead of ourselves with the way we dominated, how good this team really is. It does have some flaws still. I'm not saying it sucks. I think, you know, I'm not saying we were being overly corrective, but I think there are obviously, clearly we had to have some issues with scrambling quarterbacks. We saw that in the Indiana game a little bit when they gave us trouble. The, their quarterback gave us issues in the second half a little bit. The kid's also really Being good. mobile. He is. Oof. And that kid last night, I mean, yeah. That's what I'm I mean, saying. He, Calandria. He, he was really good. I mean, so but that's only the second time this year we've really faced a quarterback that's that mobile. And in both games, they gave us issues in second halves. So, I mean, it was – but you know what? The defense, regardless, defense found a way to make the play, and that's what good teams do. That's what good de- a good defense does. And Plummer, while shaky, and I agree with you, he looked like, like he was we, – we may have to win this game without him making a play, which wasn't going to be easy to do, and it wasn't going to happen since he had to make the one to – at least, to, you know, Huggins-Bruce. But mm-hmm. – 
That's like that's he only, he made that one play, and it's the one play we needed. He made a couple make. throws before. He did. That he had, ni- he had a nice little throw underneath to the running backs, and, and he made that the, the pass on the edge to uh, to, to Callaway. And we may have got saved a little bit on the PI against Thrash, but you know mm, we may get saved more than that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. But you know what? It, that, that goes both ways. I think they got. I think they should have maybe been penalized on that out of bounds. There were call, bad calls both yeah, ways. It go, yeah, it all goes both ways. So it, it happens. You can't. Unless it's like the very last play of the game, then you can't really complain about it. Like Carl Sheffers. Well, their last play of the <laughs> Who game. Who will rot in hell? Their last play of the game, I think they can complain about too, because Storm Duck just mugged their dude. Like they, 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 yeah, they, that, that, throw, was, that throw was a little low and down too, anyway. Yeah, though. That, that was, I think that was the most egregious bad call of the game. If I'm them, I'm, I'm flipping it. And they have been. They, they have been very vocal about their feelings on the officials. And you know who else has? Virginia Tech fans and Boston College fans who saw a, a still outside shot at making the championship game oh, who were sure. rooting against us. Like, everybody is like ACC conspiracy. For once, we're on the other wow, end of that, really? which feels great. <laughs> the, the irony in that, right? You haven't heard any of that? No, I have. I, I mean, mean I, I assumed Virginia would be upset. I mean, anybody. I, I, like, I, I get it. Like, I, trust me, like, the, the, the easy line of thinking is, and the thought crossed my mind last night for sure, the ACC, you know, they won a conference championship game with undefeated top five Florida State. Versus ideally like eleven and one or ten and two top fifteen top ten Louisville they don't want Florida State versus unranked Louisville who's like nine and three or eight and four like so it is in their best interest for Louisville to win this game everybody saw the same thing last night and I, I'll look hand up I'll be perfectly honest if I'm Virginia I'm saying the same things today because there were a number of of weird calls they picked up flags that seemed strange you know, they they were going to call a personal foul on Jalen Alderman. They discuss it and then they they pick it up. They picked up another flag later in the game. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I, I did think the, the the pass interference call uh, that you were mentioning that they called on them was. I mean, you, you could have called it. It wasn't a terrible call, but it was a little bit dicey. And then the the one that they didn't call in Storm Duck seemed pretty egregious to me at the end of the game. But I don't care. You know why? The ACC owes us about like fifteen more of these. <laughs> so I, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to feel bad about this. You still had chances to stop us, Virginia. You didn't on, on either last. Like, all you need is one stop. And you're at very least going to overtime. You couldn't do it. Couldn't get one stop. Couldn't make one. You couldn't control your own destiny. So at the end of the day, suck it. I mean, Virginia, you had you had what? What was it? Two turnovers inside their own red zone. Yeah, and the, I mean, yeah, the, and those were not flag induced at all. Yeah, I mean, one was the interception where we our boy, our guy just took it right from uh, Devin Washington. Neal, yeah, Devin ball Neal. hawk. Uh, and the name was on the tip of my tongue, and I was going to drop me nuts. Uh, and the other one was the, I guess, well, I guess the other one wasn't in the red zone, but it was on like around the 40 or 35. When, they were moving the ball. When they were, did the reverse, I was referring to, and we just hammered them, which still makes me smile a little bit. Every time they did a trick play, like I was like, a, thank it's like you guys. A, it's like seeing an electric truck in my neighbor's driveway. It makes me smile a little bit. Yeah, their trick plays <laughs> just seemed, I was like, why are you doing this? But, yeah, but it thank you. work at all. They, they were also like the <laughs> slowest developing trick plays of all time. Like, I was like, everybody in the world sees this coming. Well, I'm just, at one point, I was just thinking, like, why are you even trying to run a trick play? Just, you need to, you mean to have a, a playbook less than Tecmobile. Either uh, halfback draw, or, I mean, QB draw, or just try to force the ball to, uh, exactly. to Washington. I mean, that's, that's all you need to do. I mean, two plays, quarterback run, pass to Washington. Yeah, that's they, they, it. they clearly worked. They, that was their best offense, is when those two things happened. I mean, when they didn't get the ball to Washington to the running back who fumbled, who still picked it up and ran it back for a touchdown, Washington. Yeah. So, I mean, he was everywhere. I told you you could have a T.Y. Hilton type game. And, he just, and, he, and he's, yeah. like, he's that good. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I, I agreed with you. I didn't know, I didn't expect him to be that dominant. I just, I, I knew we weren't going to hold him out of the end zone. I didn't expect this to. And I knew he would have, be at least get one or two big plays on us that was going to allow them to get down the field and put some points on the board. I just, 
The thing uh, that the, was the, 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 the interception return is what I wasn't quick. expecting. Yeah, let's, Washington real quick. The thing about him that worried me the most is we weren't in a situation where we could match up our best guys against him. That's what I said yesterday. They love to use him in the slot. And the way that we play, we we love to bring pressure and play that soft zone. He's great at finding the gaps in the zones and yeah. then making big plays after that. And so there were a couple of times. The only times, I think on big plays, we would just take Quincy Riley and put him on Malik Washington. We only did it, I think somebody can fact check this, I, I want to say like eight or nine times where he would just shadow wherever Washington went. And tip, most of the time it went well. The only time that he really burned us was that crazy diving catch where Riley's in great coverage. That was like one of his first catches, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, in, in the first half. Like yeah. He makes it, it was a third down, I think like nine. He makes that crazy extended catch, and you're like, damn, I mean, this, this dude's just really, really good. But they did get him in mismatches a ton where they had, you know, we had linebackers covering, we had Storm Duck covering him a couple times. He whooped Camp Kelly uh, once down the right sideline. Like he was. He's that good for a reason. And they have a good second option, too. The Fields kid is a really good wide receiver as well. He burned Storm Duck bad on that double move uh, in the third quarter. That double move was was burning a lot of people bad. Yeah, they've got two good receivers. And at quarterback, that kid's a a burgeoning star. It got to the point where I was like, can we get one of our NIL people over there on the sidelines right now and be like, you know, do you do you like horse racing? Do you do you like what what can we do for you? How do you feel about Allen Electric? <laughs> they put a smile on my face. They could put a smile on yours as well. And some money in your pocket. That kid is I mean, he's a true freshman. He's Have gonna you be consider graduating getting your uh your grad unless your doctorate in less than twelve months at the Louisville uh University of Louisville, Louisville, College, Louisville College. We can make that happen for you. But he's yeah, a, you, can, you can be in the NBA. I could also and I am not gonna try to paint this as Virginia is really really good and we're just it was a gritty win like we obviously did not it was a sloppy game on our end but i can also see why virginia has been in so many yeah, close games they're better than two and seven they've got I mean. players they've got but they also they have the thing that we've had sometimes i mean honestly we had it with satterfield a little bit where when they're in position to to really do something great you could just see the lack of confidence around their entire team and it, they just kind of wilted a little bit the offense wasn't as good on those two drives where they had chances to go down and score key points you know they had to settle for the field goal when it was twenty one seventeen, and they were marching down the field, and then they give up two just gigantic plays. I mean, the second that we got that stop when it was twenty four twenty four, I was like, I felt that's when the confidence came back. I was like, stopping a score, stopping a score, stopping a score. I, I thought we were going to get points. I didn't expect it to be a seventy three yard run from Garendo on the first play, but you could tell that the momentum was clearly on our side, and that that whole we always lose this type of game doubt started creeping in with the Virginia players, which. Look, when we held him, we've to the seen field, it before on our team. We held him to the field goal. I, I, I that's when I. That was that, big. Yeah, I mean that two, two things clicked in my head. One, I don't expect to win this under bet I made, and two, uh, we we got a shot. We got a shot now. Like I, we had it. We because you couldn't give up a touchdown there. Obviously, like that was when I like you mentioned making the stop after the twenty four twenty four. I felt that 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 momentum shift when we made them kick the field goal. It was big because if we went down two scores that in the fourth we quarter, I, I, I'm with you. I was like, yeah, this you've got to hold them to a field goal here. And we got aided with a big penalty there that, that took them from having first and 10 at around the 24 to second and 16. And we ended up getting a stop there and forced them to kick that field goal, which was good. That was, that was nice. So overall, I mean, it was a – you could tell from the beginning it was going to be one of those types of games, even when it was kind of 14 nothing, Like we had a chance to – to put some distance between ourselves and them. We had some bad penalties, some stupid penalties. We have the missed field goal. We have the fumbled snap on the field goal. But by the way, those back-to-back bad snaps on those. I, yeah. don't, I don't blame the – the first one when they called the 
offside uh, the false start, uh, false start. I was like, that's not a good snap. Then the, the second one was even just as bad. I the the worst was I felt so bad for Brady Hodges because he's scrambling. Nobody does like the whole like release fire fire. Yeah, and, I mean, and he, it's just him with like seven gigantic Virginia dudes in his face. You can tell he looks to look to throw it, like do a jump throw or something. I'm surprised he just didn't throw it just to throw it. But looking like John Stark with like the the the, the <laughs> battalion like bearing down on him on their horses and just him by himself. I was like, oh god. I was like, just go down, Brady. Just go down. Uh, he's like holding the ball up like he's gonna throw. I was like, just 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 eat it. Just yeah, go out of bounds. Don't fumble it. Yeah, exactly. That's but, what I was thinking. Like that was bad. And I mean, just I was very surprised by until the end of the game, our inability to run the ball consistently against them. Like, like you knew they were going to sell it to stop the run, and they did. and they did, and they they did so effectively. They, they had a bunch of tackles right at the point of attack, like right at the line of scrimmage. They were at times controlling the line against us, which was a surprise to me. Well, I think they had no fear of Plummer. I mean, that, that was, and that's why you saw yeah. Brom pivot to throwing the ball a lot. Now, I do think that he 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 tried to get a little too cute when it was fourteen nothing, and you know we had a couple of drives where I, you know we were getting three and four yards running. I'm like, let's just keep doing that. Let's just keep doing that, and, and we got a little bit pass happy. But for the most part, I understood why he was having you know Jack throw those passes because we were running play action and we were getting guys that had like you know seven eight yards downfield with tons of cushion. It was easy throw and catch, and you know we look Plummer. He made a couple of bad throws. He also had a couple of bad drops that would have yeah. really helped him out in key points. So he, he wasn't getting a ton of help. Was it – I know Coleman – well, no, Coleman's drop was on the tip pass, so I can't really – Coleman's drop was on the tip. Callaway was the one who dropped the one right over the middle. Okay. Was, that, was, uh, that was a big drop. Was it Thompson that dropped another one or was it – Thompson dropped one okay, yeah. as well. Uh, I couldn't remember who had the real bad one that was like right. The, the, I think it was Thompson the one. That Thompson dropped, had the bad. The worst that was on one. third down was, too. Yeah. yeah, and it was it would have kept the drive alive. We would have been inside the twenty. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was that was bad. I mean, but the. I mean, I texted you and I put the text on Twitter after they scored. Oh, yeah. You know, they finally find the end zone. They've got a little bit of momentum. You know, we've seen an opposing team enter the end zone for the first time in a month. I'm like, this feels like a the plumber turnover drive. Like this is the moment in the game where, if it's going to be a game that we don't run away from a team, like he's going to let them back in. He just seems like in this situation to make that mistake. And like literally 20 seconds after I send that text, he throws the war. I mean. I was gonna say the worst pass he's thrown this year, which isn't true. He's thrown he's thrown a couple of worse ones. He just I, I don't know if he just didn't see Cam he Robinson. He's just not or, seen him. But he threw or did it right assume to he him. He could jump that high. I don't know. I even mean, if it, even if Robinson's not there, that ball is like seven yards behind. Yeah. The, 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 I think Lipson is who he was trying to throw the ball to. It was just a horrible pass, and he just waltzes in the end zone. And you're like, all right, we, we're officially in trouble. Like that's uh, when you get scared. That's, that's <laughs> you sent me that text, and I. It happened. I know you sent me a text before the play actually happened, but then when I looked down at my phone after it happened, I saw both your texts from me. And they said we're in trouble right after yeah, it. Yeah, because yeah, right for that, it said we need points here. And then I went to reply. I was like, maybe I should have specified who needed the points more. Yeah, you said we need points. And I said, <laughs> like, if yeah. you don't do it, we're in trouble. Yeah. I said, I said, uh, you know, this, is, this feels like the classic plumber turnover drive. If it is, we're in trouble. Like 10 seconds later, I'm like, well, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. I mean, that's. <laughs> because then you start to worry about his confidence, too. And, you oh, know, definitely. Yeah. And then we're just not a team that's going to. I mean, we just aren't really – the only game we've really played from behind from is the pit game this year, right? And Georgia Tech. Well, yeah. But that was you're, early. You're at Georgia Tech. You're at just correct. Yeah, so those are the only two games. So, I mean, we're, we're coming into this game as a team trailing second half being one and one. I mean, so – Yeah. I mean, there's a reason to have some award because we're not really – I know it's hard to say because if you look at the box score and see our last two touchdowns, you know, being a 52 and 73-yard touchdown run and what we've done early in the year, we're not exactly – 
a, a, a strike fast offense, which is crazy because we are on paper we are the best big play big play <laughs> no. team in college football. I know I'm saying this out loud. I'm thinking like somebody's gonna be like, dude, really, Trevor? But I, no, I see what you're saying. Like, <laughs> yeah. we, we haven't been for the last really for, for the, the bulk of the season. We haven't been. We were at the beginning of the year, and granted, a lot of that came because we were playing from behind against Georgia Tech, who's not a great defense, and then we had a bunch of huge plays against Murray State and Boston College. But since then. It's been a whole lot of dink and dime, ground yeah. and pound. Like that's the way that we've gotten big plays. Why you have three possessions and a half? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that's that's how we've played games. And so when it gets to fourteen fourteen, and you know that Plummer's confidence is going to be a little rattled, and you know that Virginia is going to sell out just that much more to oh, stop yeah. the run. Like you're like, oh. And then we go three and out with three horrible plays. The crowd starts booing a little bit. Which you know, come on, guys. Like we don't we didn't yeah. need that at that point. In time. I, yeah. I'm, I, I, listen, I, I I'm in favor of allowing you to boo, but there's you need to know when and when and it was it was silly. Boo. And it I mean, not a boo even time. if it wasn't directed at Jack Plummer, you know he's hearing it and he's probably thinking it is. And Paul Rogers, to his credit, just called out the, the fans who were doing that after the game. I think it was more of just frustration with the overall. Like sense, like maybe a little of the play calling, a little bit of plumber, and, and and the way that the game was going. I think they were booing the non-glow. Maybe that's what it was. But they I were mean, just like glow. They weren't booing. They were like glow. I mean, it's a tie game, and we're eight and one at that point. Like let's let, maybe hold the boos for a time when they're more appropriate. I thought that was a little silly. And then look, he he wasn't great up to that point. To his credit, like that was a very real opportunity for Jack Plummer to just kind of wilt and, and and go away and be like, you know, this is I I can't do this. And he made some big throws on the drive yep. where we tied the game. He, you know, he, he got us back in a position to win. He seems like a guy who never really wavers, never really falters. He's just, I, I, look, I've been saying it since the, the the second week of the season. He's just a little bit more limited than we'd like. Like he's not the worst quarterback in the world. He just doesn't have the skill set to be one of the best college quarterbacks in the world. And if he just avoids the big mistake, like he's fine. He, he's a perfectly suitable quarterback at this level. It's just that he is when he makes mistakes, they are so glaring and at the worst possible times. If he can just cut that out of his game, then he's fine. Which unfortunately, we're just not offense at this point right now that can make mistakes. I exactly, mean, and that's also speaking of avoiding things. Let's think about this. Uh, sort of the Murray State game. I mean, can we just avoid weekday games this anymore right now? I mean, we have played sloppy in the other three weekday games we played in. We've got a, we come out alive, but they haven't been our prettiest games. Well, I mean, you know, Georgia Tech was was not was was not not our favorite win. Georgia Tech, Murray, NC State, and then last night, I mean, Pitt was a Saturday, so yeah. Well, true. I, at least that was yeah. But but yeah, we, for the most part, weeknight games have been not not sloppy. the prettiest, a little sloppy. But I mean, this one was. I mean, I know Virginia's come up with short. I mean, let's say we're off a five. Like four zero though. But I mean, I, the the short week I thought would would be an issue with this, and it, it, it unfortunately was. Let's take our first break. When we come back, a few more thoughts. Next hour, we'll turn things over to you guys. Text line's already blowing up. 502-414-1450. The prevailing theme is happiness. The prevailing theme is hope. We're still celebratory here. It's a glow game victory, and we're discussing it on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1. The Big X. They'll never leave you in the dark.
Welcome back in. Happy Friday to you here as we roll along. On the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450-961, the Big X. Continuing to celebrate Louisville's 31-24 victory over Virginia last night. A glow game victory. A tense victory. It was, I mean, first of all, so my wife's been gone all week for work. We've, we've survived. We made it through, Trev. We're, we're officially in the clear. We've moved on. she get back today? She got back late last night. Okay. So she got back. It was that, that period, get the kids down, um, babysitter Madison leaves. She leaves when it's like 24-17, or, or maybe it may have been like 21-17. It was when things were bad. I know that. And Mary just gets in. She's at the airport, and she's like, it takes so long to get your luggage at uh, Muhammad Ali. Like it's, it's so like It's just taking forever. I'm like, well, just be glad you're not watching the game. And while she's still there, we tie. While she's on the, the, the Uber ride home, we take the lead. So she misses all the good stuff, but she does get home just in time to watch. I'm like, starting the, to think you were going to tell her to stay in the car until the game was over. Well, the Virginia Tech game, <laughs> the Virginia Tech game last week, like everybody was taking naps, and it was 14 nothing. And then when they came out, we started playing badly, and it, it's like they scored, make it 14-3, and like we turned the ball over or whatever, we just had it three and out. And I was like, I'm, I got, I was like, I'm going downstairs because the kids are going nuts. And like, ever since I went downstairs, like we. Basically, the times I was watching alone, we won thirty-four nothing. The time that I was watching with Mary and the kids, we lost three nothing. So we're great when Mary is not in the house. Is the point? But she gets home, we get the stop. So it was nice to be able to like at least watch the end of the game with her for the first, seeing her for the first time in a week. But it was just a, it was a, a very celebratory night. I had that old feeling where like I'm, you know, I'm looking at Twitter, I'm looking at what everybody else is saying. Uh, I'm too excited to sleep, you know, getting some work done, checking everything out, watching the highlights, seeing Scott Van Pelt throw the L's up to start Sports Center. It was just one of those fun nights. Even though it wasn't a great team that we beat by any stretch of the imagination, even though it was closer than it should have been, I still think that uh, joy was the right feeling to have after last night's game, and I'm still feeling joy. 9-1, baby. I wish you'd gotten the highlights right to us instead of showing those stupid Bears-Panthers highlights. Yeah, I know. Or lowlights. Yeah. By the way, the TK game. the TK weekday curse is still in full effect. I also had the Bears minus three and a half last night. I had a I've won my last I think seven college basketball bets. I made a, a, a small three team parlay last night. And so that streak has started since the last one you gave me. Yeah, since since the UC Irvine bet. Yeah, that, that's that's one hundred percent it. Last night I took USC to cover. Always what I'm, always what I want to hear. I took Michigan State first half to cover, and then um, oh, who was the I can't remember what the other game was that I that I threw in the middle there. But we won the we won the Lipscomb Drake bet on a two last second free throws, which is always a great way to win. To cover sixteen and a half the other night, and then last night hit a little parlay. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling good. We'll see what's on the the docket for tonight. We'll have our big X big bets coming up at five thirty. So I did love. Big, do you have your big X big big X? I do. I haven't done mine. Actually, done mine yet. You're better on the fly. I am. I'm, I'm better with the fly. I did love, we got to give a shout out to our guy, uh, Taylor Power, last night. I love when people make references to the show on game days. He was the one I sent you the, the tweet where he was like, the game was scary, but ultimately it made me smile. Like seeing an, <laughs> an electrical truck in my neighbor's driveway. I was like, That's, that was wonderful. It was beautifully timing, executed. Yeah. Well done. Game was stressful, but ultimately it made me smile. Like seeing an Allen electrical truck in my neighbor's driveway. For the last 10 years, I've been very confident with them. I do. So, so last night, and I think throughout the day today, most Louisville fans have had this feeling, and I'm I'm with them. I'm with everybody else. Where it's like, all right, let's 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 pump the brakes in the playoff talk. Like we barely beat Virginia. We didn't look very good last night. We were reminded of a lot of our shortcomings that we saw earlier in the season. Like we're not playoff ready. Let's just talk about the conference championship game and, and everything that goes along with it. I'm telling you right now, like that's my feeling now. 24 hours from now, if TCU is beating Texas, I'm gonna be like, oh, 
here we go. <laughs> like, like if TCU can beat Texas, if Utah can beat Washington, like there's a path out there. Like I- I'm gonna get right back into it because we are nine and one, and who knows? Maybe we come out next week and we beat Miami forty nine nothing. I'm still dreaming, Trevor. I'm still dreaming. We're nine and one. That's all that matters. I mean, just and yeah, we had a we we had a close game against a team that we shouldn't have had a close game against, and now you think we can't beat a Florida State team that, by the way, only beat Boston College by two points? We beat by twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, I'm not hmm. doing I'm not doing the you know hmm. we did that do that. I'm just, I am. I'm pointing out that even you know a team you may think is undefeated and better than us, they have close games too. We've talked about this already in the first segment. Everyone has those games against games you're not supposed to. This was one of ours. We may have more than than most. It doesn't matter when it's all said and done. As long as that, as long as that W's there, not that L. It doesn't matter how, what the as, as Coach Brown likes to say. As long as you got one more point than the other team, that's all that matters. The other thing that happened last night, and I, I didn't hand up, did not have a chance to listen to KRC this morning, but I would. Assume if I glance at their text line, I would Nick see was so- probably a little hungover. He was out in the flight deck doing the glow last night. He's a party deck guy. Is this, is, I touch this. Is it sad that like the biggest UK football fans probably been to more games than anyone here this year? He's but- probably been to more fans than mo- the games than most Louisville fans. He's a, he's, he's a Louisville fan. <laughs> Maybe Dugan aside, Dugan goes to a lot of the games because you know. But I think I, I'm assuming. Did not listen to KRC. I'm assuming if I glance at the text line, it'll be a lot of what I heard last night from from UK fans. Like I think the Kentucky fans are now back to feeling very confident I've had two, about the Louisville. I've game. had two of them already hit me up today. I think that even if they lose to Bama this week, even if they you know they, they look a little shaky next week, I, I feel like they're thinking. And it's look, I don't fault them for this. Is we've done this for the last few years where you guys have beaten up on some ACC teams. You've actually been favored going into the game, or it's been a very close spread going into the game, and we've just been light years better than you. Your conference sucks. Our conference is great. We play big boy football. You guys think you play big boy football. Last night was all I need to see. We're going to whoop you up again coming up in a couple of weeks. And one one thing they're missing, though. They're missing one big key ingredient in that, in that, in that argument. Jeff Brom? We've got Brom and not Satterfield, baby. But I like that they have this confidence. Because like, after the, the Missouri loss I, and the way that we were playing at that time. Really, since the Georgia loss. From well, no, I, I'm saying at friends. this point in time when, when they lost, they were down on their team, but you know we weren't playing great. You know, we had the pit loss that the same weekend as well. But like, I think since then, they've kind of been doing this thing where it's like, hey, you know, I, this might be the year. Like you guys, might, you guys might have us. I'm not looking forward to the game and stuff like that. And now I think even the more pessimistic fans are like, I don't think Louisville's that good. I don't think that that much has changed. It may be a better game. But I still like our chances. I, I like that. I mean, I think this is going to be one of the more contentious games. I think the buildup is going to be a lot of fun. I, I think that the, I mean, it's going to be, there's definitely going to be, they, they always bring the cheap stuff when they come and play us. I, I don't think that we're going to wilt anymore. I think we'll push back this year, which should lead to a very, very interesting afternoon or night, depending on when that game is played. I'm excited about it. I mean, we've got. I had a buddy call me, or, uh, 10 minutes before the show, a UK fan, friend of mine. And I just was, you know, the usual talk was like, so you got, you got, you know, you hang, hang with Alabama tomorrow. Oh, we're going to get bleep, bleep, bleeped. But you know what? I still, I think we can actually hang with you now. I'm yeah. Like, that's oh, the common that, thought. That, that, that's, that's what I'm like. That's, we got no shot against Bama, but we're going to beat you. I was like, you just are like every, I feel like yeah, you're right. That's every Kentucky fan right now. And you're right. I mean, watching the way we played last night, but I hate to tell you something. I've never seen uh, Dennis Leary move like that last night and, and since he's been there and as I pointed out, I think one of our – and it can be a weakness to a lot of college teams, especially ones that like to put pressure on the quarterback. When you got a guy mobile like that, it can be – that's going to be a, a QC heel. And, fortunately, Jordan Travis is mobile. He is. He's not as mobile as Calandria. No, no, he's not. He's more prob- – he's probably what I'd say in between the IU 
IU guy in Calangelo? He moves a little bit. He's he's not as as mobile as I think people give him credit for. He he can move a little bit. Is the Teddy Bridgewater mobile? <laughs> I think that that's probably true. I, I think that he's more. I mean, he's definitely more of a pocket passer than he is a dual threat. How, how Teddy guy. Bridgewater still has an eighty four speed on Madden. It baffles me. Yeah. <laughs> The the Calandria kid though, I mean, say what you will, like like he definitely hurt us a ton. We still got home a lot. Like like we had a ton of pressure in the backfield. Uh, I think we had we ended up finishing with with what four or five sacks. Uh, I know Gelati got a couple. Like we were we were getting home. We were getting pressure. It's just a matter of he could make some big time plays and he made some big time throws too. That was the other thing is he looked a lot better with his arm than I thought he was going to. He tossed for over three hundred yards. Uh, made some nice throws downfield. Dropped some balls into some very small areas, and, and then made the easy throws when they were there. He's—I mean, like—I would love to say that it was not at all about our defense. Our defense wasn't great, but also I think he's just really good. Like I think that kid's going to be a player, whether it's at right. Virginia or somewhere else where he's going to transfer. Like he's uh, he, all the makings of a, a really exciting player. Yeah, look, showed the heart, and I—I I, I, the worst thing I hate is making the Johnny Manziel comparisons. Like, don't do that to the poor. He, kid. I, I can see why you make him though. Like, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. looked. There was definitely some Manziel characteristics as far as his arm and his uh, his running ability. But the be- I think my be- my favorite tweet of the day came from our boy Nick Coffee when he says we cannot lose to a guy who has that mustache. When you do the, when you do the pencil thin mustache, we can't lose to it. We I can't. didn't really even notice the mustache. I just knew I, he had a baby face. I didn't even realize it until I noticed. I was like, he, he's pulling off the Carlton mustache. Don't he do looks it. super young. <laughs> he does. I didn't really the mustache didn't. I didn't really even notice it. But but but, but we had to prove that our stash was stronger. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm just looking him up. Like, I don't see any pictures of him with a mustache. From he had it last night? You didn't notice it? No. Oh, I, I'm looking at pictures from last I night. I think it wasn't until I saw Nick's tweet that it did stick out to me. But he had, he's got the little, it looks like the little drawn-on mustache. Like, it's like, it's like the little line. It was like a villain mustache. Like, if he'd gone a little longer, he could have twirled it on, in his finger while, while laughing at an upset of Louisville. Well, he's good for sure. He's he's definitely. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not, talking about the court. I'm talking about the coach. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, that, that's no. Yeah, we, yeah. How am I supposed to pick up on that? Like, like I, we, I, we were having a conversation <laughs> about the quarterback, and you just said Coffee tweeted about his mustache. I mentioned the coach. I said the coach. The, he, Tony Elliott does have a very bad mustache. Thank you. He does look like the a villain from an old you know Boris and Natasha type, type yeah, mustache bro, yeah. on the trail, railroad tracks. I was because like, you know, I'm looking at I'm like I don't think Calandria can grow a mustache. <laughs> he is he a true freshman, right? True freshman. I was because like, he looks like he's 12. Yeah, he he legit looks like he's 14, 15 yeah, years old. Yeah, I mean when he took his helmet off, I was like, okay, who's got the kid? On, who's brought their kid to the work day? I was talking about this earlier. So yesterday on the show, yeah, we, we were discussing. The build-up to college football season seems so long. Previous season is so long. And then you get in, and it goes by so fast. And I was getting kind of sad thinking, after last night's game, you know, we just have two games. I was thinking about today. I, I mean, we have the potential to have one of the most exciting stretches of football in the history of this program. When you think about, I mean, next week against Miami, it's, it's still Miami. It's down there. They've got a ton of talent. That's going to be a big-time game as far as us trying to get to 10-1. and one. There'll be eyes on us. I think it's going to wind up being the noon game on ABC, so you'll have a lot of national attention on that game. Like that's a, it's a big deal. And then, as I just mentioned, like Kentucky, the stakes are higher than they've been in a long time. I think the the, the back and forth between the two fan bases and the two teams is going to be more contentious than it's been in a long time. Like there's a lot of pressure on us if you have this dream season and you still lose to UK when they have it. They're having just sort of a like, eh, you know, okay season. Like that's going to be a, a huge thing. And if you do win. It's this sign that things are going back in your favor. And then conference championship game against Florida State, you're talking about, like we said yesterday, we had the text asking, you know, could this wind up being the biggest game in the history of the program? 
I'm not sure if it will be, but it'll be up there for sure, whatever your list is. And then, you know, however these games play out, we're going to play in a big-time bowl game, whether it's New Year's Six or, or, or not. It's going to be the biggest bowl game that we've played in in probably 10, 11 years. Like, we, we have four, like, really, really just, like, nerve-wracking, living and dying with every snap games coming up on the horizon. This is going to be a like, – like, football's not going anywhere. We have plenty more time left with Jeff Brom. We're going to get two games in, in, in – at least one game in December, maybe two games in December, maybe a game in January – like this is going to be like football will remain a talking point for the next like almost two months, which is great because yeah, it, it means that we don't have to talk about other things that we don't want to talk about. Yeah, what are those other things possibly be? I don't know. It's a, it's a good thing. It's a good know. thing. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> it's a great thing. Maybe the best of things. <laughs> I don't have anything else. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like when you think about it, we haven't had a stretch like that that's going to have been this exciting or this nerve wracking or this. High stakes in a long, long time. So, I'm a, I'm, I'm pretty pumped. I'm, I mean, we're yeah. We, I mean, we, we at least looking at what at least guaranteed at least what one, two, three, four more games minimum maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it, four games. Nice. That feels good. I have no idea what the text you just sent me means. By the way, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it's you're from. Talking. Reichel. We're going to be simulcasting at 4:34. Why? I don't know because of the pregame for Louisville, I guess. For basketball? Yeah. It's an early pregame. All right. When's the game tip off? Seven. They're usually an hour and a half, so it'd be 5.30, yeah. Maybe he meant to say 5, maybe he has... I would guess 5.30. I think he made some drunk text, yeah. Okay, I was, I was very confused. I was like, I don't He's know. He's got skinnier fingers than me. What am I, I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with this. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. It's all good. Maybe he wanted to warn me from my joker yesterday. But I think the, the <laughs> one of the reasons why the, the reaction to this game has been such relief is because you saw everything that I was just talking about kind of slipping away last night. If you lose that game, all of a sudden, you know, it's not just getting your second loss and dropping in the in the CFP rankings and losing that pipe dream. Like you're you're running a serious risk of of having the conference championship game slip out of your fingers when it was you, know, you had an eighty nine percent chance going into the weekend of having that. You you feel less confident about beating Kentucky, and all of a sudden you're looking at this and you're like, damn, like we could end up going like eight and four here this season, and which going into the year would have been fine. But if you lose your last three games. It would be a huge, huge just bummer after the way that we started the season. And I think that we were all just like, there was a point where I was like, I don't care what happens. Like, just, I'll pay a thousand bucks. Like, I'll give you whatever you need. Just win this game. Just find a way to win and we'll move forward. And, you know, Jeff Brom said it in his postgame speech, like, championship teams, they just find ways. And I think this group, they deserve yeah. to be applauded for finding ways to win. And announcers mentioned it with stuff that they make a point. And you said Brom is as well. It's funny, we were talking about yesterday the, the over-under being a trap. We're like, how is it only 50? And I was like, well, we averaged 32. They give up 32. I still took the over. They uh, they, 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 average, they average about 23 a game. And like that pretty much averages nailed the final score there. Yeah. 31-24, they average, I mean, point they, off here and there. I mean, I didn't bet the over, but I in my prediction, I said 38-17. Which I was thinking, as I'm like saying, like this feels weird that the over is this high. And I'm like, well, I'm picking the, the over here. Yeah. Which, you know, we should know better when I took the under. So that right, that, that right then should have been like, okay, I'm taking the Panthers and I'm taking the over. Last thought here before we we go to break, and then we'll we'll hear from the text line coming up in, in hour number two. Do you think Jawar Jordan looks a step or two slower? I, I feel like the last two games he looks like th- that hamstring. I feel like he's just not exploding the way that he was. I mean, a few he had the ago. one the one big run that he still got caught. He got caught a little bit, but I mean, he was the guy had a decent angle on him. Maybe I think. I mean. He's still great, don't get me wrong, but I feel like he's just not hitting the holes quite as hard as he was in 
mid-October. Oh, that's me. I mean, that could just be the wear and tear of on a 200-pound body, too. I mean. Sure. I mean, I, I think the hamstring's guys, obviously an issue. Yeah. I think it's just, it's starting to show a little bit right now. But you know who doesn't look slow is Isaac Correndo. No, he, no, he does not. Let's take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour, we'll turn things over to you guys. Text line, time to get your thoughts heard. 502-414-1450 is the number. It's your show. You'll take it over next. Here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1. Keep it locked on Kentucky Atlas, only locally on Sports Talk. 1450 and 96.1 FM, The Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville. Ain't that America for you and me? Ain't that America something to see, baby? Ain't that America home of the free? Yeah. Little big houses for you and me. Four o'clock hour here at the microphone. Me here on the Big X, fourteen fifty ninety six one. We got a loaded slate of football coming your way tonight on this network and our family of networks. We will have, uh, obviously, we've got Louisville basketball tonight taking on Chattanooga. We'll talk more about that in the 5 o'clock hour. The Cards and the Mocks, you can hear them on our sister station, 970 WGTK, your home for Cardinal Athletics. Here on 1450 The Big X at about 7 o'clock, you will hear Trinity versus St. X in the second round of the KHSAA 6A state playoffs. The big rivalry. Second round matchup, state title implications. It's all going to go down at Trinity High School. That will be the St. X broadcast. If you're looking for the Trinity broadcast, which typically is on 970, with the basketball game being on 970 tonight, you can hear that on 94.7 FM. That'll be the Trinity broadcast, St. X broadcast here on the Big X. And then Scoots is doing something. Uh, Trevor, I'll, I'll leave that to you. He's calling Scoots is calling some game somewhere on some stage. Yeah, I text him. I just haven't heard back from you. There we go. That, that, that's as good as you're going to get then. Some game, some will, station, Scoots somewhere. Will be somewhere. Football, I think, will be the sport. I believe. Maybe. You'll hear Scoots just, just Unless hit. He's calling that, what's the Harry Potter game they play? Uh, Quidditch. Quidditch. Yeah. Just hit the seek button on your radio in your car. You'll find Scoots eventually. Just that, yeah. That's the way it's You'll know that happen. voice once you hear it. <laughs> Uh, we, we like, come on, come on, come on. I love scoots. 1450 or 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's tax line. Thornton's hooking up the best deals all summer long. If you want to take it or fall, fall long, if you want to take advantage during football season, download that refreshing rewards app today. Upload that on your bad boy phone. Use that bad boy at any one of the area's 67,899 bad boy Thornton's locations, whether it's saving money on the outside, the pump or saving money inside on a cup of coffee, delicious donut little bagel, little whatever they got, breakfast sandwich, anything. It's going to do you right, and then you can text us at 502-414-1450. All right, text line, here we go. What do we have? Oh, okay, here we go. I think we had about 20 texts before the show even started today. Today, people were trying to get in early, yeah, for sure. Uh, texter says, Virginia's QB is sick. I would love to see him in Brahms' offense. I would not hate it. I mean, yeah, no, we're not. He's yeah, he looks pretty. He's pretty good last night. Now that that one is was that his first career start? No, he started last week as well against Georgia Tech because the, the 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 starter, the normal kid whose name I just escaping the, the, me, the guy that we're called Wally Pip now. Yeah, he's <laughs> he was hurt, so he's gonna stay hurt. Well, he played like they played about the same amount of snaps. Like Calandria made a couple starts, but he even when he hadn't started. I think it's Luckett is, is the other no, kid's name, Tyler. It was Musket. Musket, it? Musket. Yeah. That's right. I remember thinking, like, the gun. I'm like, ah, yeah. yeah it should be an easy name to remember. Yeah. But when he had 
gone out of games. Like they, they had split time during the season as well. Like, I think that they had high that. hopes. The, the reason he'd only played the way he played, like they wanted to keep his red shirt intact. So he'd played in four games. He'd played big time snaps. He'd looked good, but you know the, the season hadn't gone well. The team was two and six. So they made the decision last week when Musket couldn't play. They're like, all right, we're just going to burn Calandria's red shirt. He'll start. So I assume he'll start the rest of the season now because Musket a transfer. He's, I'm looking to say he's only he says he's a senior, but he's only first year at Virginia. I mean, had to have been a transfer. I then. guess so, man. Juco or something. So yeah, they, they were trying to preserve Calandria's red shirt because he's their their future for the offense. But now yeah, he's going to let it rip for these last uh, two games that they got. Beat Virginia Tech. Start. Something great for next year. They played at Monmouth first. That's where it came from. I feel like, we're, don't you think in this NIL era, we're going to do that thing now? Like, that? Not just us, but every team. When we get lit up by somebody, it's like, you know, he looked pretty good for us. <laughs> Wasn't that the Patrick Sparks uh, scenario? Yeah. And then, or and then, Jeff Walls. In every ACC time, uh, yeah. every time some woman on a different ACC team just scores 20 against us, I'm like, she'll be playing for us next year. I was just thinking UK not recruiting Sparks. Oh, uh, he'll go to Western. I, I, just, I, I have friends at Western at the time were just – could not stop bragging about Patrick Sparks. And he, of course, had the big game, and UK was like, oh, never mind. Come here. Come on. Rick Pitino did that with uh, Trey Lewis. He scored like 30 points yeah, against right. East Michigan, and he was like, you know, we could use some guards next year. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I remember you. <laughs> Texas says, I don't care what UVA's record was. It felt like we were dead to rights, and this team found a way. The defense bowed up the last, th- the last three drives. Plummer is going to get slammed, deservedly so but should also get some flowers. He could have peeled over and died after the pick six and three and out. He was resilient and made some big throws on back-to-back drives to tie the game. Really loving Jaws wearing down the D and then Garendo coming in as the closer and finishing the game off. What a night. We get to keep dreaming. Go Cards. Yeah, that about sums it up. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I don't know if like you said there were some boos, which I, is, was not, I don't think, appropriate. I mean, Plummer is Plummer is who he is. I mean, he is what he is. That's, that's the best. Way yeah, to say. I mean, it's he's not a horrible player. I mean, he's not a great. Again, there's a reason why you're in your seventh or sixth year in college football. I mean, you're you're clearly good enough to play at this level, but maybe not above it. And that's just, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just I, that's why you really can't get mad at him. I mean, you just want to you just hope to you know limit the mistakes and. You know, and, and the ones that you do, you know, the rest of your teammates make up for it. And, you know, we hopefully get somebody in here next year that's just a little bit better. No offense, Jack. Yeah, the only time that I think you can not be mean, really, really get mad at him and frustrated with him is when he makes those just yeah, those throws. Instead of just going down, throwing it left handed yeah. or something. Yeah. It always happens in a big situation, too, where you're like, I mean, you're like, I mean, we're winning. But, you know, that the worst thing in the world in that situation, I know Virginia's offense has a little bit of momentum. But the worst thing in the world is is still not to punt. Like the worst thing in the world is to give them the ball at the short field or let them score on their own, and, and that's what he does. I I, I felt like he only had one of those last night, and it was the one where he's about to get hit, and he threw it in a triple coverage. Well, I mean that he had the one where he threw the interception. Well, true, yeah, but I mean, I meant just like, well, that was just like, he just didn't read the guy. I meant like trying to make a throw when you just don't need to make the throw. Yeah, trying to go to Jamari downfield. Yeah, and he, he knew he was about to get hit, and he, I guess he just tried to chuck it up. And, and, and I mean, there was the guy, he had Jawar in the flats wide open. He had three guys play. on him. I mean, I, I just yeah, it was it was a we got lucky to. Avoid I think that. you you can get frustrated with that, but when it comes to him just like under throwing a deep ball because he sees it a step too, like, like at some point like that's just that's him like like that's who, that's who he is like he's yeah. just not good enough to be to hit some of these throws that are out there, and if that frustrates you like. I don't know what you're expecting. Like, like you, this guy's played. Like he said, he's played football six years. He's played ten games this season. Like, he's not going to come out one day and just look like vintage prime Tom Brady. Like, it's just, it's, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> That'd be nice. And if he did, I think we'd get investigated. People would be like, "How did, th- how did this happen?" 
So like he is who he is. He, he's not terrible. He's not. You know, would the offense be better with somebody a little bit better? Of course. But he's like he's the quarterback of a nine and one team. That's that's what he is more than anything else. It's all said and done. That's all that matters, really, right? Yeah, hundred percent. It's been a, like last night was a weird game. The more that I think about it, Did, like the Jawar Jordan play where he's wide open and he just doesn't have any idea that he's three feet out of bounds. Hey, was the same, but that was on our sideline too. He just is standing there. And he, oh, you can't make one teammate could have been like, dude, Jawar, look down. He looks down after he catches the ball and is just like, whoops. And I was like, I was like, what was that? I, he, he ran. He took a few steps where yeah. he realized he was out of bounds. I know. And I couldn't tell if like the if the ball had been properly thrown. Would he still have sailed it? Like, because Javar was so far out of bounds, I was like, you know, was was that a bad throw too, or what was going on? It was just like, the- oh, thank you. Your mic just went out, Mike. Uh, okay. You want to switch to the uh, one of the other mics? Try, try blue. All right, we're gonna try blue. I hear you got an echo there. The sound barrier just went down. Can you hear me? Okay? Yeah, I hear you. Okay, now, now the I can. Noise. The little, the black one of the the black things just came down. Like that, they have styrofoam things. I don't know what they're called. If this was the old days, people would accuse Tom Jerks of pulling the plug on you for talking bad about Jawar being out of bounds. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he runs everything. He he doesn't want to bad talk about Jawar. They're talking bad about Plumber. Pull the plug. That was super weird. I don't. I have no idea what that just was. You were there. just. I mean, you were yeah, just going just through the motion, and you boom, it just went out. But last night, what, what I was saying is. You, when you think of there's so many super weird things that happen, <laughs> like the mic going out, <laughs> like in and out, it, it's carrying over into the show. And we haven't discussed this. I probably should have have brought this up much much sooner. But thank goodness the Paris Jones, the the, the Virginia player oh, who was yeah. injured, we find out this morning that he is. I guess it was late last night that he has movement in his his arms and his legs because that was just scary as hell. You, you saw he was out cold as soon as he that he got hit because the ball falls out. You can see his face if you watch. I mean, I know they didn't show a replay, but. Uh, you know, DVRs already wound it. And- well, they asked Cameron Kelly, who delivered the hit after the game, if, if like if you knew right away that yeah. he was hurt, and he was like, "I, I did." Like, yeah, he's like, "It's one of those." And if you watch the so replay, he looked, he's like, Four got the ball." <laughs> if you watch the replay, the 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 Ellis kid, like he lowers his head. Like yeah. it wasn't people that are like, "Oh, it was helmet to helmet. It should have been targeting." Like he was the one who who lowered the head and, and created the head to head contact, which sucks. It, it was so terrible. And then you know, on top of that, you, you've got this this weird conflict of emotions because it's such a bizarre play that leads to a go ahead touchdown for them, and so you're you're furious about that. And then was the game was- gets put in perspective because everyone's standing and seeing this kid who just is not moving at all. It was a, a horrifying experience, especially for a team and a program that that's been through, like we said yesterday, what they went through a year ago. You know, they just they need something good to happen. They deserve something good to happen. Was that fumble recovery touchdown? Was that a third down play? Or is it? I can't remember the down. I think it was like third and long. That's what I was thinking because I was remember thinking like just you know just it wasn't like it was it was a it was a stop if they hadn't been a recovered fumble for a touchdown. It was a huge play. Like it yeah. was yeah uh, the momentum, but obviously it took a backseat to everything. else. And I wondered where the momentum because uh, and yeah you don't want anything bad to happen again. I'm glad he's okay, but I was like I remember thinking like the, with the way the game just came to a stop. I wondered how where that would with the momentum is this baby better for us maybe to stop their momentum the way it is i mean i know you don't want to stop that way sure. but you know it the fact is it's stopping you know there's there's no avoiding it and then no, he, i did think about it you know whether I, it was going to be like yeah, one of those who, things that if, like it motivates them to just win more for their teammates a kevin ware moment type thing yeah that's where i was curious if they're like so shook by it that they can't you know they lose the momentum that they just gained i mean i will say like i can't speak for virginia but i was proud of our guys for for you know, kind of picking themselves up off the mat and and you know 
just continue to yep. play through it and, and, and fighting and doing the small things. Because we never, like, say what you will about when we're playing poorly, you don't really see shoulder slump. You don't see the sideline lose a ton of energy. You don't see anybody that seems to panic. Um, like, even in the pit game. Like, no, I don't think anybody really panicked. They just didn't play well. It, it was, you know, they we have a bunch of mentally tough kids and a, and a bunch of really good coaches that, that install a lot of confidence in these guys. Instill a lot of confidence. 502-414-1450, Thornton's text line. Texter says, now that we're allowed to scoreboard watch, how do we want this weekend's games to go for us to have the best chance of reaching the playoff? Somebody wasted no time. I was at 301. By the way, it was it was on a second 27. So. I knew it was a long play. I didn't yeah. realize it was second down. Yeah, I knew that they had, because they just had a, a, a big loss or a penalty, whatever, whatever Probably it was. Probably a penalty the way that game was going. <laughs> yeah. So we, I mean, so Michigan, Penn State, we, we need basically, Penn State's got to get a second loss at some point. And Michigan needs to get two losses, but they play Ohio State, and then they would theoretically potentially play in the conference championship game. So no Harbaugh, if you haven't seen that news yet. No Harbaugh, which is hilarious. Michigan and Ohio State and Big Ten fans are both pissed off about this. It's like a Happy Gilmore where they're like, "You're suspended for three weeks." They're both like, "Suspended? Kick him off the course, Doug. Kick him off the tour. I've got to play." Like Michigan fans are pissed, and Big Ten fans are pissed. I always loved when he tells them the story of the grandma. He's like, "Boo hoo." <laughs> It's gonna be my trophy room. So, like, like that one. I mean, I, I don't really know. I, I guess we're rooting for Michigan to lose. I'm kind of rooting for Penn. I mean, I'd root for Penn State because Penn State's remaining schedule after this is Rutgers and Michigan State. Which now Rutgers has been a, 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 a scary team, though. But like, like, like whoever wins Not the Michigan State, whoever wins the Big Ten East, I feel like is gonna romp over whoever wins the Big Ten West because the Big Ten West sucks. So we need. And traditional. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I guess maybe just go for Penn State to to lose and get that second loss, and then maybe we can jump Michigan if they lose to Ohio State. I don't, I don't Problem know. is, if Michigan loses, even if Michigan loses to Penn State and then blows out Ohio State, they'd start probably they'd still bump us. Yeah, I think so. We it, almost need them to have two losses. We need them to take a fluke loss at some point, and it, that would be Maryland would be the only option, I guess. And they could lose at Maryland. It, yeah, I mean, I, Maryland can if it's the right good if it's good Maryland. Yeah, I mean they they can play well. It's just sometimes Maryland. Just, I don't. I feel like their coach is named Satterfield. Now, I, this is going to hurt a lot of people's hearts. We would be well served for Kentucky to beat Alabama at I noon know. tomorrow at ESPN. Alabama's got one loss. They play Chattanooga and Auburn, who's not very good, to end the regular season, and then they will even though Auburn does play that. Georgia in in the SEC championship game. So. They're still probably headed for two losses, but I mean, look, just to be safe, would love for them to go ahead because if if they beat Georgia, both those teams are going. Like, like that's there's that's a no brainer. You get two SEC teams in there, we would have no shot. No matter what happens in the SEC title game, we would like Utah to beat Washington. We need we need Washington to ideally have two losses or Oregon to get two losses. We we need both those teams to to fall back. They're going to play each other again in the Pac-12 title game. So getting a loss on Washington here would be would be nice. Um, we need, I mean, Ole Miss to lose to Georgia. At this point, we're just rooting for Georgia to go undefeated. We would like Ole Miss to give that second loss. We would jump ahead of them. That would be good. I mean, why not go ahead and root for Michigan State over Ohio State? That's fine. Texas needs a second loss. They play at TCU. That's a losable game for them, even though TCU is not very good. Root for TCU over Texas. And then USC, Oregon. If we can get a second loss on Oregon, uh, which I don't think is going to happen. It's in Eugene, but root for USC. And then, of course, we're rooting for Duke over Carolina so we can go ahead and lock up that ACC championship game. So there you go. That's your rooting guy. I think I should have wrote, start writing this down. We'll be, I'll, I'll put it out. I'll send you a PDF. 
at first I was like, I got this. I'll just listen. And then I was like halfway through, I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like I feel like the scene in when Dan Patrick's going over the playoffs in baseball over here. If there's a number next <laughs> to their name that's lower than 11, and they're not Georgia, we're rooting against them. Okay, there we go. That's the simple, that's the simplest way to put it. <laughs> and I guess Florida State. We're rooting for Florida State, kind of. Ah, well, I mean, they, they, they're. Their, their time is ticking. They're, they're like the clock in Stranger Things for no spoiler. You know, the the, the time is coming inevitably. But wait, yeah. Bet Online went ahead and put out odds for the, the the likely conference championship games, which I think would be Oregon, Washington, Alabama, Georgia, and then us versus Florida State. They've got Florida State as a seven and a half point favorite. Mm. FanDuel also put out a line today that had Florida State as a ten and a half point favorite. So mm-hmm. maybe you know if you if you feel good about the cards, maybe head on over to FanDuel and not Bet Online. Texture says, from now on, we call Isaac Garendo the glow, came, the glow Game hero. Glad the cardiac cards could win. The Glow Game was a religious experience. May all beings being bathed in the blinding light of our sacred Glow Game. Can we, can we... Glow Game hero Garendo. Glow Game Garendo. Glow, Triple G. Gr- <laughs> Garendo Glow. The, the, Garen Glow. He's a glow man. He's a glow man. By the way, we didn't play the, the song for the, the scoreboard watching segment. Look at the scoreboard. Do, 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 do. Who do we root for? Do, 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 do. I was too busy trying to write down who I knew who to root for. <laughs> who should we root for? Check out that scoreboard. Texas, thank God for ESPN because we absolutely lose that game on the CW. Oh, that's a CW special. <laughs> yeah. That is CW curse written all over it. Are you kidding me? I kind of agree, yeah. Did you hear, I don't know if you've watched the clip back, uh, on the the Jack Plummer deep throw to Amari Huggins-Bruce. You can hear Dan Mullen as, as he drops back. He goes, touchdown, like under his breath. <laughs> he sees Huggins-Bruce just streaking alone. And thank God Plummer saw. I, I Did was, you get nervous when he made the throw that he, was gonna, he wasn't going to make the throw properly? I got nervous that he wasn't going to catch it. I, so yeah, I talked about this on the podcast, and Danny and I had the exact same thought. This was like the period of time where I'm watching the game by myself. First of all, I'm like, don't wake the kids up. Don't wake the kids up. The ball seemed like it hung in the air for, a, like, a, a, yeah. in my mind, like 15 minutes. And I saw Amari Huggins-Bruce, like, his his mouthpiece just flopping everywhere. And I was like, he's going to lose sight of the ball because of his damn mouthpiece. I was like, put the mouthpiece <laughs> away. He's going to drop the ball. I was like, what are you doing? I almost had a heart attack because I was just envisioning the mouthpiece getting in his vision and him dropping that pass. But thank God he didn't. That would have been an absolute buzzkill. I feel like if he drops that pass, we lose. It would have just crushed them. Uh, there's, there's no if ands or buts about that. We, we probably, I, I would guarantee we do lose that game. It was good to see him. That make would have that. Just been soul crushing to see him oh, drop it. I mean, that would, yeah. It was good to see him make that play too, because I think that he's been the guy who, I think he's been frustrated that he hasn't had more of a role in the offense, and mm. you know, he, like, he's still a big play threat. He's a very fast guy. We definitely need him to make big plays in these next few games, and to get him involved at, at a key time, maybe boost his confidence. I think was a a, a big deal. I uh, I downloaded a, like a new like a uh, draft class on Madden last night, which Roush is eleven. I'm going to talk about this because of UK players, but uh, whoever makes these puts a lot of effort into it, a lot more than I could do. And doesn't have Gerard Jordan in the class, which makes me mad. But yes, Jamari Thrash is like a fifth rounder. But for some reason, Amari Huggins is listed as an undraftable guy, but he's listed at six two, two hundred and forty pounds. Gee, <laughs> I'm like. I- this somebody just overlooked an undrafted player on here. Was just like, well, I got his name right. Let's just move on. <laughs> just, just use him. Yeah, it's good. No one's gonna draft him. He's like a fifty nine on the game anyway, so no one's gonna pick him. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He's fast. He's huge. But, but I saw he's like an eighty six speed or so. He's not yet. I was like, this somebody just put his name on a player and was like, I'm moving on. 
Texas, for the last few years, the cards would be down late but not come back. Things weren't done right or done on time. But <laughs> the past year, we have Jeff Brom. They play hard, and the work is unparalleled. You know when I look at the sidelines because I know we're getting the best. Oh, People man. love the Allen Electric. Love, I love how it's the last spot that plays before every break in. It always dude. is. The guy's delivery is just, I mean, that guy's, he's got to be an actor. Do we, I guess we don't ever, because there's, there's two of them that rotate. We just get the one that plays every time on our show. There's one with a woman, too. I really want Scoots to do that spot. You know, when I look at my neighbor, <laughs> I see it. When I look at Glenn, I know the best. I guess my smile because I know I've got the best roommate. Gil. <laughs> Gil. I think Glenn, you're my man. It could be Glenn. <laughs> Who cares? Glenn Gil. Texture says the stadium doesn't have what's called intelligent lighting. Softball does. They take 20 minutes to fully turn back on. They can't make it dark. So, okay, I've always seen so – for someone who grew up, like, when I, when I was a kid and we'd be at Wagner during, like, Little League games, if the lights went out, you were screwed. Like, that's one thing I never understood about how these stadiums turn the lights on and off because when, when we were at Wagner Stadium, I know that that's not a fair comparison to any other stadium probably in college football, but – like, you turn the lights off, it takes like half an hour to get them back on. Yeah. I, I've, I've told the story before. Yeah. I mean, you have to have the intelligent lighting. When we played in the state championship game in baseball my junior year, oh, yeah. they they mistakenly thought the second out of the last inning was the third out. And so we had to sit there. Like, one of my best friends is on deck, sitting there by himself for like 25 minutes while they turned the lights back on in the last inning of the state championship game. I mean, they, like the fireworks went off. They started celebrating and everything. It was a really wild scene. And, yeah, it's because they don't have that intelligent lighting. I didn't realize that we didn't. I assumed that we – I thought we would have. Yeah, we got everything else modern, Exactly. Yeah. Being such a modern stadium and having you know all these amenities, I assumed that we did, but Texture would know. Texture says, uh, after rewatching the game on TV, one, that punt block TD might be a top three play this That's year. Awesome. Two, besides the pick six, I think Jack actually played very well. Three, we should have sat Jaws for this game. Garendo was rolling and Jaws seemed hurt. Also, what if Brom gets that Virginia QB transfer here next year and then says, all right, last text, I'll hang up and listen. Sleep was not plentiful last night, but now I'm drinking out of my glow cup on a Friday and we're top 10. Go Cards, beat maybe Chattanooga. Good text. I, I, I noticed uh, your uh, your tweet about the mascot reaction got uh, picked up by Sports Illustrated. Yeah, I saw ESPN. I didn't realize that's what I did. Because uh, I, I didn't even see your t- – I didn't know you tweeted it until I saw SI tweet, like, great mascot reaction. I'm like, oh, well, I clicked on it. And I'm scrolling down, I'm like, wait a minute, it's a record for tweet. Uh, ESPN put <laughs> I was it, like, wait a second, what? I didn't need to do all this. ESPN put it on TikTok. They also gave me a little nod on SportsCenter last night when they showed nice. the video, which was, was was cool. I mean, ESPN's just, just jacking my stuff again, like they did during NCAA tournament. It's fine, whatever. Uh, the mascot reaction was great, though. It he was, like he yeah. does like the, the kick in unison and then just puts the surrender cobra, the and cobra you, leer. And you couldn't have, I mean, made a, I mean, the, 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 the ball going straight up in the air, right? I mean, it was, it was, you couldn't have timed that any better. It was one of those things, you know, they have the videos out there that are like ASMR, like it's stuff that's just like very pleasing, very symmetrical, like, you know, like dominoes falling on top of one another. Like it was one of those types of plays where it's like the ball went straight up and it landed straight in Callaway's arms. It just, it was very aesthetically pleasing to it watch. Was. It was a, I also liked a bunch of people tweeted out videos, um, that, you know, who were thankfully taking videos like right there of like the the crowd reaction. That was a very cool play. Shout out to D'Angelo Hutchinson for getting in there and, and making the the block, and then Jimmy Callaway's first touchdown as a card. What was the announced attendance? Because there, there was a couple times you could even the lower yeah. level looked bad. I, I was it I was, looked worse than it. I think it ended up being like forty seven thousand. Yeah, change. like I mean, I just week nines are tough. I know, and it just, it just usually though when you don't get the like oh man, don't show that picture until you see like the sky view, but. 
like even when they were showing the field view, like you could see a lot of empty seats on the sideline, especially behind their sideline. And I, I just I didn't like. I was kind of like a little surprised thought. at that. I was like, okay. I was too. I thought it'd be a little bit better. Um, but yeah, it, the crowd. I mean, those that are there came out over the TV very well. They always are. But it's just it was just, it was it's not good when it's glaring on on a hard cam field view. Like you just, you you want to see the empty seats when they do the 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 you know the the pullback and you just see the upper levels maybe. But I I, I thought the is. same thing. Usually when they've had the attendance, you know, they'll show like the the flight deck at the beginning of the game, and you're like, well, that doesn't look good, but who cares? And then this was the first time where there'd been like patches in the lower bowl where it just didn't look graves the glow game for god's give sake. The, the the uh the director of the the, of the broadcast credit though i mean they did a good job of squeezing in the uh the the tight frame shots of the fans to make it look more packed yeah it was it was fine i mean they the, the broadcast i mean they struggled initially they, they they i can't remember what it was the very beginning they screwed up something really obvious and i was like it's gonna be a long night it's gonna be gonna be a long night speaking uh, of broadcast uh here's the information on our man scoots okay good he is uh at providence at indianapolis lutheran which classic matchup? Yeah, the Lutheran of Indianapolis. They are they are cutthroat. Uh, it is a seven thirty kickoff. And it is at not. It is on nine hundred AM slash one hundred seven three FM. There you go. So if you, you want to hear Scoots, you want to hear the, the the Catholics and the Lutherans go at it. Tune in to all the, the commentary of Scoots. That's one holy war. Providence is Catholic, right? I think it's pro- yeah, I think it's pro- private school, it's Catholic school, yeah. I like that. Uh, so I'm just now seeing the, the, the Brent Murphy's tweet about Big Ten suspending Jim Harbaugh. Oh yeah, Patrick Patrick uh, Ryan, aka 680 Ryan, just retweeted it with the video of "We got weights and fish." <laughs> I love how Michigan now, that, like when they got caught, they were just like, "Oh yeah, we're not the only ones doing it, guys." Oh, I know. Like, yeah, they did the whole. I know. I, I referenced. They tried to blow back it on us too by saying <laughs> Purdue had. Uh, plays for the Big Ten Championship game, which none of the stuff that they were alleging was against the rules. <laughs> I make a lot of New Jack City comparisons and rightfully so. It's a great movie, but this, these, this, they, they went full Nino Brown when he's on trials. Like, I'm not doing one here. I'm taking everybody down with me. I, I'm not the head of CMB. Oh, no, 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 no. You, This guy, this guy, they're all, they're all involved. It's a conspiracy. That's, that's what they're doing. It's, it's kind of funny, but, you know. Uh, but, yeah, the suspension now. Uh, the players are going to Gonna rally and give the the four fingers now at every game. Yeah, he's acting like he's dead. I mean, of all people that he's spending from the sidelines, shouldn't it be Stallion and not Harbaugh? Well, Stallion's just fired. He's gone. No, I mean, he's a, yeah, he's dead to Michigan. <laughs> they never knew him. Haven't well, heard that name. In, haven't heard that name in years. Don't say that. Michigan's has a history of actually, you know, curious things around the death of, of boosters. Remember the Weber situation? Vaguely, the booster who was supposed to. Testify against him, suddenly passed away in the hospital, mm. suffocating on a pillow, I think. Texas, the glow game was stupid. It's like if you buy a car specifically because it's a convertible, but then you never put the top down because the wind is going to mess up your hair. <laughs> My bet is that Coach Fromm put the he kibosh on all the extra stuff because it was going to be a distraction, and I applaud him for it if that's the case. Just another stupid Adidas gimmick that fell flat and had we lost, I 100% would have blamed the glow game. It's a good comparison of the. Of the it is the once again because people were talking. Remember last week we were talking about the uniform combinations and how the co- and people were like I actually was an equipment manager. The coaches definitely have say. Like I, I got confirmation. Jeff is not calling the shots on any of this stuff. Like he could not care less. I, I don't think <laughs> he's wants to coach football. I don't think Jeff put the kibosh on anything about the glow game. I mean, I, I don't think that he even. So I, I mean, at his radio show, I, I can tell you this for a fact. Uh, someone I know went and talked to him. He had no idea the glow game was happening. 
He didn't know what it was. <laughs> I believe that. He was like, "What?" He's like, "What's this glow game? Yeah. Like, what, what's going on?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, you're, you're probably gonna get asked about it on the show, but they're doing a glow thing." And he had just no idea. I I 100 believe because you know what. Unlike some other coaches, he's focused on winning the game. All the man does is eat, breathe, sleep, bleep football. That's, That's right, what he man. does. That's what I love. Let's take a break. More from you on the text line after this here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 Big X. When Genesis Diamonds has a sale, you know it's the real deal. And it's happening this weekend. Our final store-wide sale of the year with deep discounts up to 35% off. This is the big one. Where the staff knows they can break all the rules. Plus, Genesis selection is nearly double. Designers are here from L.A. and New York with their entire collections on sale. Luxury pre-owned Rolexes are also marked down. All lab-grown diamonds are also included. The last and best jewelry buying opportunity of the year. Save up to 35%. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only and only at Genesis Diamonds. Shelbyville Road Plaza. Victory edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big Act. Continuing to celebrate the Cards 31-24 victory over Virginia. Looking ahead to the weekend that will be. We'll talk a little hoops coming up next hour as the Cards take on Chattanooga tonight at the KFC Yum Center. The Moccasins, right? The Mox. The Mox. Just the Mox. We're also going to do our Big X Big Bets of the weekend at 5.30. And our standard pick segment it is a very attractive how we weekend football. How did we do last week? I don't remember. Did that we ask? Already? You went two and one. I went one and two. No, no. I know in the, the bets. I know I did because I missed. Oh. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, still, I'm we, still cursing Minnesota for that. Right. But, yeah. The pick'em we we split again. We both had. I think we both went six and four. We had a ton of games different, and we ended up having the same. So I still lead by six. Okay. Going into we've got I think what three weeks, and then the conference championship stuff. I make some ground up, people. Come on. Yeah, it's a, it's a big week for you to make up some ground. It's a, a lot of competitive games, a lot of different ways to go. By the way, we are uh, we did join it at 430. We oh, welcome into 970 w- yeah. WGTK. we got uh, two and a half hours till tip-off, but we're still we're not going to be talking a lot of basketball yet. But not yet. We'll get there. If you're listening, to, if, you, if you're that excited for Louisville Chattanooga that you're tuning in 970 just two and a half hours before tip-off, hoping for the best, hoping for some hoops talk, we'll give you a little bit moving forward. And there's but, a theme today in music. I'm assuming you picked up on it, though, right? I have not paid attention every song has the word house in it because that's what we're defending last night and tonight 11 straight home victories that's right it's our house baby don't mess with it the uh, the, the first time we've done that since between 2003 and 2007 only the, the third time ever in program history that we've had a home winning streak of 11 games or more that uh, that 0307 streak that ended we mentioned yesterday with that steve Cragthorpe team losing to syracuse do you remember how many games it was that we had won at home the record uh, you said it yesterday too, I think, didn't you? I don't think I did. Was it 13? No, more. 17? More. 28? 20. Wow. 20, 20 straight, straight home wins. Games. Wow, that's impressive. Between 03 and 07, blown up by Cragthorpe in 2007. We can extend no, it. To, can't he killed it. Right. We can extend it to 12 with a win over Kentucky. That'll be the last home game of the season. 
and hopefully keep building on it next year. The crazy thing, too, this was the first time in that 11-game home winning streak that we have not covered the spread last night. I mean, we weren't. I, I just you were right. I, I didn't. Um, so do, I know. I, give me off the top of your head. Who would? Who do we? Do we have an easy home slate at the beginning of next year? Do you remember? Do we know yet? Well, now we've got the game against. I think we play Austin. We dropped P. Indiana, so Austin P. I guess. And Eastern. Well, Jacksonville State is is who's replacing them. Yeah, the Rich Rodriguez school, which could be interesting. That could be interesting. Like that's a, yeah. a, a they're like James Madison. Uh, it, you know, they beat Western this year. But we will play the first home game next season. Will be against Austin P. It's August thirty first. Then Jacksonville State, and then so that'll put us at thirteen. You'd think so. And then we're our other two non conference games are both on the road: Notre Dame and Kentucky. So, you know, conference play. Yeah, conference play. The Aces, we'll roll through the conference play because that's what we're that's what Brom does. Yeah, I mean, we've got, and I think I know we play at Clemson next year. We play SMU. At home, I think we play. So our home games next year are Georgia Tech, Miami, Pitt, and SMU. So, so we have six home games next season: Austin P, Eastern Kentucky. I mean, Austin P, Jacksonville State, and then Georgia Tech, Miami, Pitt, SMU. We can we can extend that to it'd be eighteen if we beat Kentucky this year. Yeah. I we can get we there. Can, yeah. we, we can, I mean, Jeff Brom's not going to lose a home game ever. We're going to win 50 straight home games with there, Jeff Brom at the helm. As, as the song says, there is a Brom in Louisville, and he wins the close games. He wins the close home games. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Do you like this song, by the way? I do. I do. I'm a I, fan. I used to like it until uh, – I think I told you about my, my, my Christmas work in Toys R Us when I worked at the R-Zone. Mm-hmm. They, we had these like those self-playing keyboards in there. And it only played two songs, and I'm sure you can guess one of them was "House of the Rising Sun." So for eight hours, kids would just walk by and press play on that, and I'd hear it for eight mm, hours not, straight. Not, that'll make you hate a song. That and "Superstitious" by Stevie <laughs> just would play. I mean, hear it nonstop. That would suck. That would suck. Yeah. Let's get some texts. We'll get to as many as we can today. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says, "I went from watching the game on my TV to my computer to my phone on mute to change the vibes." Glad to help preserve the glow. 9-1 and one never felt so good. I would like to congratulate and thank all the heroes out there who did very superstitious things to keep the good vibes going. People who were sending me pictures of themselves putting the bird mask on or wearing a stupid thing or the guy who's drinking the Guinness every single game. He made that happen again. We all Look, we all got it done collectively last night. Yes, we did. Texas, am I a bad person for putting $2 on, uh, $25 on Chattanooga? No, in fact, I might be putting more than that on Chattanooga when it's all said and done. We're going to talk about the mocks. Not an ideal matchup for Louisville. I got to watch that game on my phone. Well, I'd have to watch it on my phone. It's still streaming anyway, isn't it? It's on ACC Network Extra. Yeah, the watch yeah, so I have to watch it on my phone, but I got to watch it during the while I'm working the, uh, the San X game, too. Texture says, Brom forcing the ball with Jaws when he was clearly a shadow of himself and took it the ho- took him the whole game to shift to Garendo was him forcing a square peg in a round hole. No, not even Texture. I I was surprised we didn't go to Garendo earlier. Maybe so, but I don't think that's that's not the the, the to the extreme of trying to do to, to the square peg in a round hole equivalent. No, that was that was maybe just trying to have maybe trust in who you think is your best player. And, and he and you've seen Brom do that as well when you look at the situation with Plummer quarterback. Yeah, but I mean his point is Jawar looks hurt, and I agree he does look hurt. And Garendo looks like the better back right now. If we're just being honest, I miss, I was surprised at the difference in, in carries numbers because I felt like it was a little more even. But Garendo well, he had like six carries. I think I know that's what that's what he's saying. And Brom, had, I think, and, and Josh had what seventeen. I mean, if anything, why not get Turner? 
that's the thing. I'm, I mean, I don't know. Maybe just, I saw him on special teams. He was he was close involved in that mm-hmm. blocked punt, and uh, I'm surprised that we didn't see as much more, a little bit more of him involved in the game plan. But I, listen, I, I I trust anything Brom does at this point. I'm gonna uh, he gives me a, a big pile of poop on a, on an ice cream cone and says it's chocolate. I'm gonna lick it. No, well, that's just that. Was, that was too far. That's, that's too far. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I trust Brom. As much as Isaac, I'm loving him in the run game right now. I do not want to see him take another kickoff out. Like, like you know, he did the one we got like to the 17. I was like, let's just just fair catch. That's fine. We don't we don't need to be returning kickoffs. It doesn't seem to work out well for anybody these days. Texture says, uh, or KRC, KRC Tex. It's, it's a jersey one. I'm not. Even, it's not even worth entertaining. Who cares? Oh, is it about their jerseys? Yeah, who cares? Texas cool it on the Satterfield criticism. I'm not a fan of his, but look at the garbage your boy Petrino left you with. Satterfield made the program respectable again and left Brom with a decent team to build on. Uh, I think no. Satterfield got left with more talent than ben Bar- Brom did. He got left with three NFL players. Yeah, like yeah, I, you can't just yeah, just by saying that the way that season is bad as it was in '18, I get it. That was nowhere near as as a description of what was on that talent wise on that team. I mean, I mean, it's not even close. I. Yeah, that's if Sat- he wasn't the worst coach in the world, but I feel confident in saying, "Look, Satterfield sucked. And he didn't want to be here. I'm fine with him leaving. Look at what he's doing at Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Look at what we're doing here. We're I'm, I'm fine with this." Satterfield is a Mac coach, and he and he he would be a fine Mac coach. Sunbelt, Scott, he dominated uh, Sunbelt. Yeah. Texas is it me or is Jaden Thompson literally always limping while running? It looks like it. <laughs> it does. The, even the, that's a great because. That's, that's uh, he's Greg Jennings with a broken leg. Like when when he scored the touchdown, it looked like he was moving almost in. The, it does. Uh, I was like, he's not going to get there. Like limping slow motion last week against Wa Tech. I thought you're right. Text. I couldn't put my finger on it, but that's 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 true. It does. Let's go inside the mind of a Jaden Thompson. Texter says, early in the fourth quarter, I realized that Louisville played well when I sat in a certain position and held my phone a certain way. No. So I didn't move for the final twelve plus minutes of game time. Anything for the win. Look, all, all these the heroes end. deserve their praise and deserve, deserve their shout-out. I love he, he mentioned, uh, he, because we talked about this yesterday, when I was flipping through the channels before I went to bed last night, just starting at like 2 in the morning on HBO was eyes wide shut. Oh. And I was like, well, I'm going to bed. <laughs> no reason to watch it. Yeah. Texas taking credit for the win. Fourth quarter, I wore my sunglasses upside down and squatted in front of my seat for the rest of the game. It worked. Look, everyone's just got their stories now. It's like, I love it. I, I did love I don't know if you listened to that. couldn't we, do that. <laughs> We did the podcast today, and Danny was talking about, like, he's a big, I stand at the game. Like, you know, if you don't want to stand up, like, sorry, like, I, I, I'm going to stand. He's that guy. And he had a black hoodie. He was cold because he didn't prepare for the it getting a little colder when the, the sun went down. Who does that? And so he had his, his hood up the whole game, and he's standing up. And when things are going poorly, he's like, I hear a guy, like, four rows back be like, and we got the damn Grim Reaper up there who won't sit down. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, old Dan would have turned around and said something. I just kind of took it in stride, and I was like, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clap. I'm going to stand. It's who I am. Are you, are you now, whether you're standing or not, like, if you're a stander, do you, do you, like, not worry about people behind you, or are you kind of – younger me was more like Dan. Older me is more like, I'm just going to sit down now. It's kind of rude. I do what everybody else does. Like, if, if everyone's yeah. sitting, I'll, I'll sit. For third downs, like, I typically, like – Usually, like people are gonna stand up with you, and like yeah. I, I kind of I'm like I, I mean all right, let's get up, guys. Come I'm talking on. about for non like no, I'm with you. Yeah. Like when 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 everybody's sitting down in my section, I'm not the one guy who's standing up. That's Dan, but like I I don't do it. I I, I sit down and then I'll like if a big play happens, I'm gonna stand up. Like I experienced that with the rest, wrestling shows recently, being like because if I stand up, I'm like clearly a domino effect on everybody behind me. Yeah, I'm in the promo. 
And so I was, I'm always kind of worried about that. That's that always kind of get my mind. I'm like, I don't want to stand up just to stand up. I'm with you too. But yeah, younger me was like, I just remember the U of UK game. One behind me getting mad at me, and I was like, "Just enjoy my, the the view of my my butt, lady." The good thing is that, for at least in my experience, for most big games, including the Kentucky game, like most fans are standing Stay, the whole yeah, game. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's uh, like that's the way it's usually. Now, some every section is different, but in the section where we had season tickets, if it was like the FSU game when they were ranked highly, or any Kentucky game, like people were going to be up the entire unless we started losing big, and then they would sit down. Texas Harbaugh banned from the sideline for the rest of the season. Do any CFP committees do what some Hall of Fame voters do and make a pact not to allow them in? I, ban them from the playoff. I, I think, you, look, Ohio State launched this search illegally. That would be banning the coach, not the school. No, no, ban the school. Ban, oh, wow. Okay. I, no, I'm saying that's what I want to happen. I, I think that you have to, you've got to ban Michigan from the playoff. You've got to ban Ohio State from the playoff because they <laughs> launched the search initially. Yeah. Ban Penn State because they were involved somehow. We're in the playoff. Boom. Ban Michigan State because, well, you should have probably done that three years ago anyway. Get Texas out of there for whatever reason. I'm sure Bama's done something. Ban them from the playoff. Oh, I'm sure Texas, is, is their hands aren't clean in some way. Who else can we ban? Uh, I mean, Georgia. I think all the Pac-12 schools that are leaving, they should be banned from the playoff. Just for, for leaving? For not being, yeah. I think they, I'm sure they violated some contract. Boom, we're in the playoff. Top four. <laughs> in fact, I think we're like, I like the two Pac-2. I think we're the only one left in the playoff. We want Georgia. Bring them on. <laughs> and if we lose, then we'll ban them. You might be playing James Madison in the playoff because they're the only ones that isn't banned. <laughs> Texture says, I don't know if anyone has video of it, but plumber, the plumber booing thing was taken out of context. I was sitting in the seats next to the end zone under the Adidas three-stripe seats. UVA had their mascot and girls running around with UVA flags stationed in that end zone all night. After that third down play, the flag girl ran across that end zone with a UVA flag while that Cavalier mascot was doing L's down. Oh, that's that's context that's need to know. That's that's good. I that's, mean, that's, that makes me feel better. I like that. That's of course that reminds me of the uh the Eagles fans when they'd be like, You booed the injury to Irvin. No, we were booing Deion Sanders who was taunting us on the sideline. Yeah, I mean like <laughs> I believe the stuff like that I'm does saying, happen no, at yeah. games. Cause, I mean I I've been at games before where I've gotten out, and like the, the the discussion on the radio or the discussion on the old message boards or whatever has been, hey, like people were reacting to this. I'm like, no, that's not what happened. There, there was something going on, on the sidelines yeah. that people were reacting to, and it, it, that that makes a lot more sense too. Because I, quite frankly, I know it was a low point in the game, but I was surprised to hear that happen. Then I was like, I was like, that seems a little bit overly harsh. It was a tie game, and like, I don't, we're eight and one. I didn't even hear it. I don't even have my TV. It's pretty loud. I mean, I had my volume up, but maybe it was one of the points when I had to mute it for a second when mom, when mom walked in or something. I don't know. You are probably yelling about the play, too. <laughs> probably yelled about something. Yeah. Texas says they ran that diner promo video on the video boards last night at the stadium in our sections like we hear they're going to flicker those lights and give us a show. No, they just end that video and introduce Tutu to push the button, and Tutu wrongly gets the worst ovation all year because the whole stadium was expecting, like, Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tutu. It was too Good high. Good timing for him on a bye week, though. Yeah, it was great to have him back. Texas says, who will have more wins between now and January 1st? Jeff or KP. Do we have to have a question like this every day? I think we've already established this, but okay. I mean, he, Je- Jeff only has four opportunities to get wins. <laughs> You're not helping. It's still a question. It's still, didn't answer the question, Mike. <laughs> Texas, what happened to Jeff's D last night? Was it the cold weather, or did UVA do something to keep it down? I I think I don't think it was weather. I think it's I think. We we saw this again. I'm bringing up the Indiana game. You know, when you're playing a quarterback that's mobile like that, you saw you know when we got to get pressure. Just sometimes it's hard to get a get a grab on him, and you saw him escaping. A lot of those were him escaping. You know, 
uh, our, our guys grasp and getting pressure in there. And it's just it's one thing about college football, man. When you got a mobile quarterback, it can change so many things. I appreciate your serious answer to a question that I think was an obvious boner joke, but thank you. Oh, it's okay. Sorry. Yeah. Texas says the way that hey, I we're simulcast. I'm trying to be serious now. Yeah. Texas, the <laughs> way that I see the remainder of the football season is that the cards are playing with house money. I want to beat UK so badly, but besides that, it's all good for me at this point. 14 and one, print the shirts, put up the banner. Yeah, I think if you and I, look, I don't want this to happen, obviously, but I think if you just won the Kentucky game, if you, let's say we lose to Miami, which would st- it would suck, but like you know, it's it's in, it, uh, it's an explainable loss. You beat Kentucky, lose to FSU in the bowl game, I mean, in the conference championship, go to a good bowl game, play a good team, and lose that. I still feel like 10-4 and four would be a good season. Like, I think everybody would be okay with that. If you lose to Kentucky, I do think that changes things a little bit. Like, there's a lot, yeah. th- there's a lot riding on that game just for the, the overall, like, psyche of it, the fan base. It counts program. as one loss in the column, but probably four losses to the mindset of a Louisville fan. Yeah, 100%. Like, like, it, it, we go from being, we could be, you know, 10-2 and two or whatever, but in our, because one of those losses to Kentucky, it feels like we're 8-4. and four. If we're 10-4 and four with a win over Kentucky, that's totally different than being 10-4 and four with a win over Miami and a loss to Kentucky. I feel pretty confident in saying Now, if it's a loss to Kentucky and we like beat FSU and win the conference championship and go to the Orange Bowl and beat Michigan or whoever like that's then it becomes more acceptable but if it's if it's the more likely outcome which is losing the conference championship game playing a really good team and maybe not beating them in the bowl game and losing to Kentucky like that's it's going to be a little bit of a bitter pill for sure Texter says, holy bleep, they suspended Harbaugh from games for the rest of the season. I'm surprised they did it. I'm a little surprised, too, to be honest with you. I, I thought maybe a fine coming, maybe one game. But, I mean, is this the inevitable, like, I, I, I kind of I feel like Harbaugh is going to be the Bears coach next year. Like, he's he's kind of doing a Pete Carroll He here. wants to go to the NFL, yeah. He wants to go back to the NFL. He's going to do a Carroll where he's, he's going to leave on a high note, but also he's going to leave with, you know, Suspensions and 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 on you know ongoing uh, investigations within the next two years after he's gone. Like he's he's going to jump out before the fire hits. I think you're totally right. I think yeah. he wants to. I don't know if somebody's going to throw him that life raft, but I think that's definitely going I to be his the intention. Bears seem like an obvious choice at this point. Texture says, "Thank goodness my girlfriend and I made a special trip to the party store to load up on red and white glow sticks. We were the only people in our section that even knew the theme was being attempted. I like how they went red and white though." Yeah. I like that because that was something I was curious about, you know, with all the green and stuff. I was like, let's do red. And, yeah. I also did love that Devin Neal showed up to the press conference with like six glow string, uh, glow sticks wrapped, t- tied to his neck. <laughs> no. I was like, he gets it. Devin he gets, gets it. it. Yeah, he gets it. He's into it. I'm all, I'm all about it. Uh, your boy Say Sarah said, I think Trevor should go on a shower strike. As long as Louisville basketball is winning, he shouldn't take a shower. How many games <laughs> will you go without a shower? <sighs> I took one last night. So, you wouldn't have to go more than like a week because we look, we have this game we play yeah. Bellarmine and then we, we're going to New York for the the game against Texas and then oh UConn. yeah I'll be I'll be I'll be in the shower longer than when I was twelve and then turn that get turn that, that that run up in New York it's like we stunned <laughs> Texas and UConn and you're like oh my god I can't take a shower <laughs> I smell like I thought we were gonna play <laughs> Texas says the gray uniforms stink I reserve the right to change my opinion if we win I think that's a KRC text. The, the, I was going to say, I thought her uniforms were black. <laughs> significant thoughts on the uniforms, according to the KRC contingent today, apparently. Well, you know, Kentucky. Do, do, who, who, who complains more about uniforms? You about UK fans? I feel like UK fans. I, I feel like it's I, 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 I hear about the checkerboards every single day. That's, that's, where I, that's, where my, that's where I give the lean to for UK is the checkerboard talk. 
I thought the same thing. I didn't know. Maybe it was just me. Maybe, you know, I was just being too close to the situation. There's actually some of the UK football uniforms that I've seen this year I really like. Like, they look, whatever they wore last week, I thought they looked really good. Texas says, good God, I thought Mike just died on air. <laughs> that's when the mic went out. I did kind of, I was afraid people were going to worry because I just like stopped talking. It was just like, you're like, it was so weird. And then, <laughs> and then you're like pounding on the wall. You're like, you there? I'm like, I'm, I'm not, that, not dead. I just, the mic just cut off for some reason. There's Sinka. Texas, I went to the game last night. First time I've been to a home game in a bit. The offense isn't clicking, missing field goals. The vibes feel off. Pick six happens, and I decided I needed to get another beer. I look for a beer. No one will sell me a beer, during which UVA scores again to go up seven. I rage. I decide this is my fault, and we were losing this game. I decided to walk home from the stadium to Germantown, turn the game on when I get home to watch UVA's final play and us win the game. You're welcome, Card Nation, and don't worry. I'm not going to the UK game. Thank you for your service once again. Everyone did so much to win the game last night. I applaud all of you. How does anybody walk home? Texas says Glorendo. <laughs> I like that. That's what I'm going with. Texas says KP's cards win and cover tonight. What is the line tonight? I haven't even looked at it. It was, well, it started seven and a half. It is now four or three and a half, depending on where you look. <laughs> the word is out on Louisville for the gamblers. They're all like, get in while you can before everybody adjusts again. And this is a we'll talk about it next hour. This is a this is a rough matchup. I laugh matchup for because I'm out of tears. <laughs> I'm out of tears. I can't. I'll cry say this: the little preview of what we're going to talk about next segment. If they do win tonight, I think it's actually a it's a far more impressive win than UMBC because this is a team that is a it should be a matchup nightmare for us unless we've cleaned up a lot of stuff defensively. Texas says, "Why hasn't Allen Electric gotten an NIL deal with Brady Allen?" That's good. If Brady Allen starts a quarterback next year, boom. Wait, we had Jack Plummer with a, a plumber this year, and we can have Brady Allen with Allen. Electric. I wouldn't even go with Brady. But you don't need to do Brady Allen. I'd give it to uh, uh, Gorendo and be like, you know, the, the, he's the one that electrifies the, the, the crowd. Well, his last name's Allen, though. I know, but you don't have to, you don't have to go all, all names. I mean, Texas says that Virgin quarterback could be better than LaFour's in this Brom <laughs> offense. Yes, I typed Virgin on purpose. Oh, yeah, that, dude, that kid's definitely a Virgin. <laughs> he's the quarterback at a Power 5 school. I, yeah, I you're probably, yeah, and he was, he's from Florida. Yeah, you're probably right. He's probably, yeah. Tex- yeah, Florida. Come on. He's like, yeah, he was from St. Pete, wasn't he? I he's, think it's in. He's 12, probably. Texas says, <laughs> the attendance looked and felt like 50,000 and plus in the second quarter. Lower bowl was packed aside from the Virginia section. A lot of people left at halftime thinking the game was in hand and it was getting cold. There was a very noticeable difference between the second quarter and the third quarter attendance. Well, I, I hate that, but also, like, this is what you get a lot of times in Thursday on Thursday night games. Like, some people are going to leave regardless at halftime just because they've got school in the morning or whatever in the morning yeah. and especially when it does look like the game is sort of in hand like i think more people would have stayed if it was 14 14 i don't know where i don't where they got the in hand thing at 14 nothing i mean but i mean yeah, if it's if it's a decision you can lean one or the other a lot of little fans are gonna be like yeah i feel pretty good about it we can go home uh, i'm not i'm not surprised that that happened he says that now and i think about it, i think the, the when i the, this the, during the point when i thought that it, it felt i felt i don't say it's shame but like upset that the little bowl looked empty i think that was in the second half too that I saw that view. That, that made me think about it. Texas says, as you noted, the perfect timing and symmetry of that blocked punt TD was fantastic. It just got better each time you watched it. You know, <laughs> you know, when I see a play like that, it puts a smile on my face, just like when I see an Allen Electrical truck in my neighbor's driveway. People love Allen Electrical. You know, it's, it's, it's a great commercial. Texas, I was trying to remember, force myself to remember a football game like that. UVA 2016 was the most recent I could think of, but even that didn't seem as dire. At Cincy, Teddy's final season, maybe the best comparison. Yeah, I thought we were going to lose that one. Yeah. Um, the UVA game was the the late drive, but that was just like we needed one drive. What was it? Was it 
Teddy, the UConn game too, I think that we that we came back with. He had the broken thumb or whatever. That was Rutgers. We yeah, lost Rutgers to UConn that year. Oh, that bad. Sorry. We made a comeback against South Florida one time and then lost in overtime. It was crazy. But like, yeah, we haven't had a ton of those types of wins at least in recent years. Texture says a lot of fans left at halftime. For me, by the time the game ended and I got home to Oldham County and got cleaned up and went to bed, it was 1 a.m. My alarm goes off at 5 a.m. to get ready and get the kids up for school and work. Definitely a massive commitment to do a Thursday night game like that. It is for a lot of people, and yeah. I applaud everybody that you know that, that made that commitment. you got to think ahead of time and get off for Friday, though. Yeah, well, it's, for some people it's easier than others. Texas calling it that Evan Conley read option play that keeps failing is setting up a play against Kentucky. Here's what I think is happening with the Evan Conley stuff, because it's making a lot of people mad. I mean, we did it once, I, right? I, yeah, I, I feel like they see a lot of opportunity for the quarterback to keep because everybody's just focusing on Jawara Garendo. And they so much so that they've called design runs for Plummer recently. Yep. And even though he's not very nimble, like he's picking up like six, <laughs> seven yards. The word Matthew Berry and so they're they're like they're looking for an advantage. I think that they I think they just, they're over I think they're hoping that people don't recognize that Conley's back there when he comes in because he sort of looks like Plummer, <laughs> and they have not caught anybody off guard just yet. All right, we got to go to break. Five o'clock hours up next. We'll talk a little Louisville Chattanooga. We'll take as many texts as we can, and then we'll look ahead to the weekend that will be. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Final hour of the week is up next here on 1450 The Big X. The Big X Sports Radio, 1450 and 96.1 FM, WXVW, Jeffersonville, W230CK, Jeffersonville. Hello, New Albany Mayor Jeff Gahan here. It's football season in New Albany. We're behind our Bulldogs 100%. From my time playing sports at New Albany High School to today as your mayor, I am a proud New Albany High School Bulldog. So I'm asking each and every one of you to... Five o'clock hour here, the Friday edition, final hour of the week here on the Mike Rutherford Show, 1450. 96.1 The Big X. Huge Friday coming up again here and on our family of networks right here on 1450 The Big X. After we get off, we will be ready for Trinity versus St. X. That's the St. X coverage. The Trinity coverage you can also hear on 94.7, one of our sister stations, and on 970 WGTK. We're going to have Louisville versus Chattanooga in men's basketball. And then Scoots is calling uh, what, Providence versus... Uh, Providence at Indianapolis Lutheran. Indianapolis Lutheran on some networks. Uh, it's on 900 AM. 900 AM, you can hear Scooter Dingus calling some Indiana high school football. It's all happening right here. Huge weekend ahead. Huge weekend that starts tonight. We're excited Huge. about it. Here's what we're going to do, because we get, we have Big X Big Bets at 5.30 in our pick segment at 5.30. We have a lot of text to get to because people are still reacting to Louisville, Virginia. We've got a basketball game coming tonight that we have not talked about. So we're going to take text at the beginning of the hour. We typically don't do this. We're going to do this, and then we'll I'll transition into a little bit of Chattanooga talk. We can go back and forth, and then we'll we'll get into the pick'em segment next. So are you ready for that? Yeah, let's go. Here we go. 502-414-1450. Texture says, who do you think would win in an organized game, Louisville basketball or, or my old high school intramural team, the Fart Hounds? Great start. Great, great team name. <laughs> 
Texas says glow cup and wine. Did you have a picture of the glow cup? I don't see it. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. Did, did you, I, did you, somebody sent you a picture, I'm sure. Will you shoot me a picture of what they look like at least? Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you one. Like I said, I have, I have, I have a thing for souvenir cups. If anybody wants to bring me one here, I will uh, I will reward them with a gift certificate to a restaurant that may or may not be exist. Texture says, uh, people who think that Jack played well last night must have had a few extra beers. Sure, he had a good drive, but he played a below average in my opinion. Also, Satterfield doesn't get credit for developing Cunningham at all. Well, is he being sarcastic? I don't think he does. I mean, that's what he's saying. No, he's okay. he's, he's, um, he's basically saying that's another criticism of Satterfield. You tell me, was was it a plan? See, I don't know if it was really. I know that the, the, obviously the Cam Robinson t- was bad, but I don't. I didn't feel like it was like a bad plumber game. It wasn't a good one, but it wasn't like bad. I don't think like bad was pit or what was the game he had the four four turnovers in uh that we actually pulled out he was terrible at the beginning of the georgia tech game yeah and good in the second half and then he was not good against iu or i mean nc state was the game where he's the worst yeah i think that was was that the one he had the four four turnovers right and the the, the, yeah the the interception in the end zone that was just unforgivable that's bad plumber like that last night was just not great plumber i think he was average average yeah well, I don't the know. The one mistake took it down from... You, yeah, you, you take away the interception to Cam, I think he's average. That puts him a little below average. 19-28, 243, two touchdowns, one interception. I mean, he did enough to to move the ball. Like I thought early in the game, we had the right game plan. Mm-hmm. Run the ball, get some chunks. They, when they were selling out too much, just like take the seven or eight yard passes that they're giving you, and we were doing that effectively. Again, he wasn't helped. He had a, a couple of bad drops at, at bad times, really hurt him, and then he just... He did what he cannot do, which is make the glaring mistake at a totally inopportune time that changes the whole momentum of the game. Like that's just the, it's the one thing that you cannot do. We can get away with some of your your weaknesses or deficiencies. That's the one that we can't. You you can't just let the you can't give the other team momentum. He did that last night. So turn the ball was one thing. You're for a touchdown. So, yeah, yeah, but it, a different color. If you take that play out, like he wasn't spectacular, but I think he did what we needed him to do outside of that for the most part. Hey, the game out went by fourteen. Yeah. Texture says Satterfield got left with plenty of talent. I'm glad, glad he left. I think most fans. Agree. Yeah. Now, no, I'm granted, Brom got left with less talent, but the the ability to transfer portal people in I was you know made made up clearly. I think made up for it. Texture says, why were there so many UK fans at the U of L game last night? There were tons. I, you know, I didn't. I don't even think I saw one UK shirt though. Did you? I did. Um, you you pay attention more than I do, I guess. Well, no, people just send me pictures. Of oh, the UK okay. Fans. I was gonna say, oh, yeah. so I was gonna say because I like I, I'll, I'll look like I, I mean I don't say I, I'm like I trying to stare it out, but I I do kind of keep an eye, you know, if I do see it, like just some what what people are wearing and we got games are gonna bring out the UK fans every single time. Well, it's just you know what, it's something to do in Louisville. If you're even if you're a UK fan, like what else are you gonna do on a Thursday night? The weird thing. So this is the second time that we're mentioning somebody who has a radio show on at the same time as us but nick coffee he, he does those vibe check videos nick. which i really like yeah. and the like, like he's had a couple of times where he's gone up to a fan at a L game wearing a kentucky shirt and is like hey man like what's your store and he's like oh, i'm just a uk fan just like here and he's like well who are you rooting for and he's like uofl i'm like what the hell like like what are you doing why are you wearing your arch rival yeah, shirt if, at a game where you're cheering for your arch rival it makes no sense if you're yeah, if you, even if you're if you're a uk fan going to the game but you're gonna root for UofL, then why yeah exactly just wear nothing just just wear just, you can wear a blue shirt then have to give uk on it right i mean just yeah just wear something neutral <laughs> makes no sense uh, somebody sends me a tweet from Chill Sports, which says Bob Huggins needs three to four good seasons to become the third coach in NCAA basketball to record 1,000 wins. Louisville is a historically top 10 program, but are coming off a four and 28 season. Could we see Huggy Bear bounce back somewhere for a few years and coach 
reach coaching immortality. Bob Huggins is not coming here. Just letting you know. We'll never, I don't want Bob Huggins. We'll never have it. It would be hilarious. It'd be interesting, but it's it, he'll it will never come here. You, you know, if we're gonna if we're going after old coach, you know who I want. I've wanted. I think I you should have hired him, and I've wanted him since Bob Knight. Well, maybe. Uh, oh, no. I, I forgot he just died. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a t- terribly timed job. I feel bad. I was like, wow, that's. Well, now I know how Mike feels sometimes. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I swear to God, I did I, I did not think about that. Uh, if it involves night, you probably don't throw God in there. Uh, I did do that. Uh, no, Beeline. Well, you know that's who I love. I mean, I'd love it. Yeah, you know that's... I don't think he like, wants to be head coach. Again. I agree. And why would you blame him? He's making like $8 million sitting on the couch with, for the Cavs. I mean, but yeah, if I was... If I if I want somebody to at least come in and maybe give me like a four year makeover before we bring in what would be quote air quote the future of the program as head coach again, he'd be I mean, hundred percent would want him, and I, I don't see why anybody wouldn't. I think he can turn you around. All right, let's go quick here. Right, I Texas. I'd love to see Turner have a big game at Miami. Jawar needs to rest, and I want to keep Garendo healthy. I mean, some I, I guess Turner's just not. Practicing right or something. That's the only thing he I can say. He not much in the games either, honestly. I mean, he, he's he had a been, couple big runs against Pitt, and since then he's done nothing with his opportunities. True. And I mean, yeah, we even saw uh, the walk on, what's his name, um, the fullback didn't catch a pass last night. What's his name? The, he fumbled it out of bounds. Oh, um, um, Dwayne Martin. Dwayne Martin. I wanted to say Davis for some reason. Yeah, Dwayne Martin, yeah. By the way, Joey Gatewood Renaissance, touchdown. Fence style with the TD. That's when I started texting Roush. He then dropped. He then kind of had a drop later. That he's got like four catches. He's got four catches for two touchdowns. He's 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 a, he's a threat. He's a weapon. We're bringing him out more. Tech, but as far as like resting Jawar, I mean, he's getting like he's getting like nine days of rest here before this game. Yeah, I know. Hopefully he'll be. If, it, if it's just like a nagging hamstring, all you can do is just like rest that and and hope that it heals up. Like we're, I would. Yeah, we're ten games into a season. He's not a big guy. He takes a lot. He, I mean, you're averaging fifteen plus carries a game. A lot, that's a lot of wear and tear on your body. I also think that we we need him for Miami. Like I, I think that's gonna. I, I think it's gonna be a game where we need Jawar to kind of ball out. I'd almost rather like, like ease Jawar, like don't use him as much in the first and second quarter, and save him for that third and fourth, as opposed to where I feel like we've been using him in the first last couple weeks, where he's been banged up in the first and second, and then taking him out. Yeah, we've been using him pretty consistently. Yeah, it's true. Texas, I wasn't planning on drinking last night for the first time this year. I got handed a cold brew after the pick six. The vibes changed instantly. Everyone just look. We all did our own thing to change the game last night. Yeah. We all deserve full credit for the win. That's the way it goes. Everyone gets credit. You get credit. It's you like do. Yeah, we all. It's a collective effort last it's night. Like hand out the tear and Mean Girls. Everybody gets a piece. Texas. The real question is who will get more wins, KP or Satterfield? Well, I mean, he, uh, KP can tie Satterfield tonight with a win. So that's not okay. I just realized. I thought it was. I, my mind just went KP Brom. He said Sat. Okay, that's a good. That's actually a good original one. We haven't had that question yet. We'll get all of them. That's got point. two, right? Yeah. Yeah, two and seven. Yeah. Two and seven. Texas attendance for the UK game over or under the Notre Dame game attendance? Under. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Look, the UK game always does well, but it's it's late. It's, it's Thanksgiving weekend. It's Thanksgiving weekend. It's cold. It never does. Like, we, we've never sold it out before, yeah. and we won't sell it out this year. But it'll. Be, I think it'll be better than the last couple of weeks. I think it'll be 50,000 plus you, for that game. Uh, this game, this rivalry's best odds at selling out consistently, regardless of the the field product was having at week one. No question. You're totally right. we had the attendance numbers, I promise you, are just drastically different. Weather was great, and hope was always ringing eternal even, for both sides. Yeah, even when it's extra hot, you'd rather be over hot than over cold when you go to a football game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Texture says, 
Warren, the old Big Ten commission, is now president of operations at the Bears, and he hated Harbaugh. I doubt he's going to the Bears. Really? Well, maybe. I don't know. I just it just it just feels like it's a perfect match, right? I mean, he's got the ties. To the Bears. I have heard that it's less likely that he goes to the NFL than everybody thinks, because there's just like some people like just don't want didn't he, Harbaugh. Didn't he interview with? I don't know why he would. He's he's his success in the mm-hmm. NFL is just hard to argue against. I mean, he's he's pretty damn good with the Niners. What he did. Texas, what the bleep is a Wahoo? <laughs> I like how we didn't make fun of their numbers things last night. When I heard their kicker was like 34, I'm like, what is he, like a 17? Remember, in, yeah. in, in Virginia, don't do classes. They do numbers, right? First year, second year, third year. Yeah, so if you're 34 year old, 34 year old, you're like, what, like 17? Well, he still 17. would be like a second year or third year. It's all based on <laughs> what year you are in education. <laughs> Texas, I saw more people with glow sticks than I figured there would be. I lost all of them by the end of the game from cheering. I, mean, I think a lot of people brought glow sticks. They just didn't really get a chance to use them because you could never see them. I'm surprised they let you bring them in. I think they encouraged you to. Yeah. Texas, I saw an Allen Electric fan in my neighbor's driveway. I would say it put a smile on my face, but it probably didn't because his wife is a... I can't say that. <laughs> Come on. We're on 970 right now. <laughs> it makes me think of their, convert, their TV commercial. Call Allen Electric. I'm calling. <laughs> Texter says... I can't I'm not gonna read that. Texas, as I've grown increasingly numb to Trey Ryan and Cluckers and the happy Allen Electric guy, my brain has gone to imagining Trey Ryan delivering the happy Allen Electric guy's lines. Uh, Garendo Glow Game Reaper. Texas, I call the Conley package Con Gone Wild instead of the Wild Con. <laughs> gone. Wild Con. I like it. I like that. Actually. Here comes the Wild Con. It's averaging. 1.2 yards per carry so far. Wild con. Dun, 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 dun. You make me want to turn the station. You fool no one. You've got one yard. Come on, come on, come on, wild con. I, if it all leads up to a him throwing a touchdown pass against Kentucky, it'll all be worth no, it. No, all leads up to him scoring a touchdown like, like Bob Greasy's grandson did on this last night on a fake... Uh, Plumber push or something. Yeah, you jokingly texted me that. I was not. Yeah, when as soon as he said Jack Greasy, I'm like, hey, I was just kidding. I was like, did we just get scored on by Bob Greasy's grandson? I was like, yes, yeah. actually, <laughs> that's exactly what just happened. Then as soon as I sent it, I was like, maybe I should have said great grandson. Greasy's pretty old. No, it's but a, it's just, yeah, and it's but, uh, Bob's. I mean, it's it, Brian's nephew. Yeah, it's not his brother. Yeah. His who, dad was Scott, who played at Virginia. Okay, I didn't know they had another kid that played. I always just think of Brian. Brian was the quarterback for the. Uh, the Broncos, when I saw him play the Seahawks. He was good. Yeah. Yeah. One of my first fantasy quarterbacks back in the day. It was Kittner versus Greasy. What a, <laughs> what a showdown that was, right? I want Evan Conley to just break one loose because everybody hates the, 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 the package now. I want to just like rush for like 70, like where he like looks like Johnny Manziel. It's like, damn. All right, here we go. Maybe that's why they kept wanting him to shave, uh, uh, him being plumber to shave the mustache because they were like, we can't have you. We don't want people to know that we're putting Conley in. And he would have the mustache and he doesn't. So maybe that was part of the trickery. Wild Con. This texture really wants it to be the con gone wild. It's not the wild. It is the wild con. The, the con it's the wild con. Con gone wild is not bad either, though. Con gone wild. It's the. I like wild con. I was thinking Skid Row, youth gone wild. We are the con gone wild. <laughs> they they say we're extra slow that we can't make a throw. We're gonna show them all. We are the con gone wild. Texas says, who's the genius who decided to put Arizona versus Duke on a Friday night in November? <laughs> I saw that. Tonight, I mean, tonight's a loaded college basketball slate. Well, they, they don't want to compete with college football or 
NFL. So Friday night is kind of like this. Yeah. Like you've got Tennessee versus Wisconsin Four tonight. High schools. You've got San Diego State versus BYU. You've got Miami's playing UCF. Texas A&M's playing Ohio State. You've got a lot of really good games tonight. And yeah, it's like it's tough. But like I think they've realized they're going to get lost in the shuffle on Saturday anyway. Like you know, why not just yeah. go ahead and just make it a Friday night thing? It's probably it's it's not it's not stupid. No. Texture says, uh, you know, when I see Scott Satterfield <laughs> on Cincy sideline, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the worst. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my favorite <laughs> of the day so far. I've been wondering when people are going to start twisting the electric to be something original. That was my first one. I like. If you ever needed a better incentive to advertise <laughs> this radio show, yeah, Allen mean, Electric is just, you know, it's. I mean, them, Phil Rich, everyone gets all kinds. We love them all, don't we? Texture says, Plummer led his team to a win. He did. He did. Yep, he did. Texas, the guy in front of me wearing U of L shirt booed Plummer, but his phone had a UK screen. I gave him a hard time about booing. He grinned and mumbled something unintelligible. He did stop booing, though. Yeah. That guy can suck. He wants paper to take. Let him, I mean, boo, whatever. It's not the wild. It is the wild con. It's the wild con. Uh, both, I kind of like them both now, actually. All right. Are you ready to talk a little Louisville Chet Newton? Hey, text. Text more. Text. <laughs> Is there anybody else want to text in? How many texts we got? I just did a refresh, right? So, so uh, 414, 14. Please. Please. More, more, more con uh, We names. need to talk basketball. <laughs> we need to talk a break. No. We're talking. It's be a short discussion. We're one to know. Why are you so upset? We have not lost yet. I know. One to know because I don't want to. Like I want to just end the season now. At one to know. One to know because I know anything. Everything after this is not going to be going to be pleasant. Seven o'clock tonight. Louisville will host Chattanooga. You can watch the game on the ACC Network Extra. Kent Taylor and Jody Demling will be on the TV call. If you want to listen to it on the radio, you can do so on our sister station, where maybe you're listening to us right now. Nine seventy WGTK. Louisville is a four or three and a half point favorite, depending on where you look. This is a series that's tied five five all the time. I bet you didn't know that, Trev. I did not. No, I didn't know that. We've lost five times to them. They beat us five times between nineteen twenty one and nineteen thirty one. We have since won the last five meetings. Uh, most recently, we beat them one hundred six to sixty five in November of twenty ten in the Global Sports Shootout. Preston Knowles went crazy. That was a great game. Yeah, I'm looking at the scores from the 1922. We let, they beat us 34 to eight in 1922. We need revenge for that 34 to eight beatdown tonight. It's, I mean, it's been over 100 years. Well, I haven't. Thank you for the 34. I've thought about it every day. Goal very high for us tonight. <laughs> I've thought about it every day since. So here's so Chattanooga. This I think will be a better test than UMBC, which is scary because we won 94 93. Sorry, but I was ready for you. I'm surprised instead of 34, you should have been the 1941 team again with these guys. 1941 did not play Chattanooga. <laughs> if they had, it would have, I assume, gone poorly. Here's what you need to know about Chattanooga tonight. So th- right. their coach, Dan Earl, it's his second year. He came from VMI. They, you know, the year before he gets to Chattanooga, Chattanooga goes to the NCAA tournament. They almost beat Illinois. They're a, a good program. They, they've historically been a good program. They're one of the better teams in the SoCon. Last year, he has to rebuild a little bit because they lost the key players from last season. Uh, they're, they're playing well. Their center, who was kind of the, the focus of their offense, gets hurt midway through the year. They still end up going 18-17. and 17. They make it to the conference championship game as the seven seed and, and get beat by Furman, who goes on to beat Virginia in the tournament. So it was a, you know, it was a little bit of a, a strange year. They lost a ton from that team, transfers and, and graduates. So he had to bring in nine different scholarship players. Now, one of those guys actually came with him from VMI, Honor Huff, who should be one of their best players this season. He had to sit out last year because the SOCON was the only league that has that stupid 
you got to sit out. In I was a, like, what are you talking transfer about? Rule. What's the sit out thing? You, you well, that's what, it, what I just said. Like, the, you've got to sit out in, in, only in the SoCon if you transfer within the conference. So that's a it's a dumb rule. I think they've since changed it, but he had to miss all of last year because of that. Now, here's the one thing you need to know. Earl runs that system where he calls it see, share, shoot. They shoot more threes than any team in the country. Not exactly ideal when we're coming off a game where we allowed UMBC to go 11 of 21 uh, from three. Yeah, I mean, you're not making me feel good already. Last season, the mocks, I mean, so I'll, trivia time. What percentage of field goal attempts do you think Chattanooga shot from beyond the arc last year? Uh, 32%. 52.1% of their field goal attempts last year were from three. That's insane. It was the, as you might guess, the number one three-point rate in the country. I, I would hope so. The The season before last, when Earl was at VMI, his VMI team also ranked number one in three-point rate. He has finished first or second in three-pointers made each of the last three seasons. So they're going to take a ton of threes. And what they're going to do, like he's one of the best coaches in the country when it comes to just spacing the floor and, and you know, forcing you to guard the perimeter, forcing you to stay focused on shooters, trying to break down defenses individually, and then allowing that overhelp to get his shooters open looks on the outside. Something that we have done terribly the, the last couple of years, you know, keeping guys in front of us and then avoiding the overhelp when guys do get beat is something that has consistently burned us. They also, like, you had... Um, Kenny Payne talking a couple of exhibition games ago about how he didn't want to play Dennis Evans against Wesleyan because it was a bad matchup and they've got big guys that can shoot it. They're spacing the floor. That's exactly what Chattanooga is going to do to you tonight. They've got a kid, Jan Zydek, who's a transfer from Pepperdine. He's six nine. He scored. We play Pepperdine too. See what? We also play Pepperdine. This year. We do, and I don't know if you saw that. Pepperdine lost for the twenty sixth straight time on the road. Last night on a, on a buzzer beater, they haven't won a road game since 2021. They're, they're going to be angry when they get. To they us. come here on December. I was like, <laughs> I was like, don't pissed. let us make more history, please. <laughs> don't don't do that. But, but, oh, yeah, but comes over from Pepperdine. He's six nine. He's from Prague originally. He's very much a European type player. He shoots from the outside. He's got kind of a grind it game in the post. He scored 25 points in their first game. They played Covenant College, who's a D three school. He hit three of four shots from three, 11 of 13 from the field, 25 points. They've got another big guy, Sam Alexis, who's real skinny, but he has a ton of potential. He had 13 rebounds and five blocks and nine points in their first game. But they're mostly going to be known for their guards. Like, space it out, drive and dish, shoot threes. Like, they're going to they're gonna try to play pretty much the exact same way that UMBC played against us last week, except they're going to try to be better defensively, and I think they can be. They're more athletic. They're a little bit bigger. All of that leads me to say this. This is a very scary matchup for a Louisville team that we saw basically walk into the same situation the last two times they played and win one of those games by one and lose the other in an exhibition game to a D2 opponent. If they win tonight, I'm not saying it's like a huge, incredibly impressive performance, but I will be a little bit encouraged that they took a team that's a weird kind of nightmarish matchup for for them and they were more focused, they paid more attention to detail and they fixed some of the mistakes that almost got them beat on night one because this should, on paper, be a even bigger challenge than what UMBC presented because Chattanooga's players are better, and the system is is better fitted to exploit Louisville's weaknesses. So it's going to be, if they come out and they hit a, a bunch of threes early, buckle up. It's going to be another long night, I think. Yeah, on paper, I have no hope in this game. No hope whatsoever. No confidence level for the win on basketball tonight, on paper, is .3. <laughs> oh my god. 
Point three. Point three. I mean, Chattanooga. It was point six until you start talking. I, this is, by the way, this is a Chattanooga team picked to finish fifth in the ten-team Southern Conference. Yeah, this just should not be like a guaranteed Where loss. Where would we be finished to pick in that conference? Don't do that. To nah, me. Yeah, don't don't yeah. do that to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying this is not a game. Chattanooga's a team. One, you have style that they play, which contradicts us. And like most styles, is something we have trouble guarding. Which championship DNA, as everything. Well. Um, they have they. This isn't a this isn't a team that, unlike UMBC a little bit or even exhibition games where we can be more athletic, where we can you know be we can we can lean back, you know on on you know Trey White being athletic and I assume being able to get past somebody I haven't seen it yet, but you know or or, Trey you, White. <laughs> or you know see seeing Sky Clark getting past somebody, you know that that. I just I, and I don't know maybe Chattanooga's guards are slow laterally, but they we're not going to have that advantage, especially on the inside. When you talk about you know their best player, I mean they've got two guys. Their, their front line is going to be six nine, six seven, and six eight. Mm-hmm. I mean it matches up right there with us. I know they're no seven ones, but and this is also an experienced team. I mean these are guys that have spent three. You know the, the, their top two players are fifth and sixth year guys. I mean their top three scores, four of their top five scores are all seniors and fifth year seniors at that. I mean, these, you know, you have a little bit of inexperience, but yeah, you got, they have nine guys that didn't play a single second for Chattanooga before this year. But so, they, but they, but they're, but they're not new to college basketball. They got a couple transfers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the, you know, the the Zedek guys. You know, he's he played four years at Pepperdine mm-hmm. and put up good numbers. Yeah, and, and decent. I think thirteen points was, you know, the the their other guard or the other wingman, the the million kid. I mean, he played four years at Middle mm-hmm. Tennessee State. Um, they now that they do have some use, like I said, in their in the Alexis kid, but. I mean, they all, they, they have experience, and those two main guys alone. I mean, it's it worries me. I mean, there's a, I think there's a reason why you're, you've seen the spread start at like eight and go down to four. For sure, there, it's not not a coincidence. There are very valid reasons to feel rough about this game when you look at the matchup and you look at what Chattanooga, which is horribly terrifying to say when you look at them and you're like, oh, they're two oh six in Ken Palm. Like, they, like this is not expected to be a great Chattanooga team. Where, where does your confidence level? I'm at point three. Where are you at? As far as like just us winning, just us winning. We're not. I, when it comes to the basketball team, spreads is not irrelevant. I'm like a five point five, which means I I slightly lean towards thinking that we're going to win, but I am not overly confident whatsoever. Like, you also don't think we're winning double digit games this year too. So, I mean, not not as much anymore. But I, I still think <laughs> I still think. I mean, we should win this one. We should win Coppin sure. State. We should beat Bellarmine, um, and, and then Arkansas State and Pepperdine. That gets you to seven wins right there, and then. You know, hell, we won two ACC games last year. I think that we're better than that. Whose number can we retire to get motivated to? Uh, <laughs> Kenny, to, Kenny to win an ACC game this year. Dewan Wheat. I mean, seriously. I mean, you realize though, Siva. KB has five wins, and nearly half of them, and that's being two, have come in in, in, in games where we've honored somebody in the past. Yeah. I mean, am I am I missing an honoree and during one of the other three wins? Well, the other one of them came against Rick Stansberry, which doesn't really count. <laughs> and then one of the other ones was Josh Pastner, which barely doesn't count. So two of his three wins have come on games where we were motivated by. So we so therefore, if we're going to win, 
I.e., we have to mo- We have to honor somebody. Who else we got? I mean, or we play can- a team from the MIAC. We got Coppin State coming up. <laughs> yeah. We had FAMU last year. Yeah, MIAC or honor. I feel we can good. honor people, right? We can find some, just pull some people out of the woodworks. You know, and we lost our last game against a Southern Conference team, and it was not Kenny Payne. We lost the game to Furman in Chris Max last year that snapped that that you know November home winning streak that had dated back to the seventies. Um, and you know, we're only sixteen and seven all time against SoCon teams. It's a it's a good league with good teams, and oh, it is. So there's no doubt about that. We're gonna see one that's kind of middle of the pack this year, and they could they could easily beat us tonight. There's no question about that. Um, we need. To, I mean, look, I'll say this: the last thing I'll say, and then we can turn things over to the break. They're gonna have to play better tonight than they played on Monday if they're gonna win this game. I, I don't think that that's a question. The offense they scored ninety four points. UMBC is a terrible defensive team. Like they, they're fine with playing a game that's up in the 80s or, or mm-hmm. 90s. Chattanooga is going to score a ton of points. They're going to try to be much better defensively, and I think they can be better defensively than UMBC does. If there's one encouraging thing, it's that Chattanooga simply does not force turnovers. They've been in the bottom 30 in turnovers forced each of the last three years as a program. They forced, uh, I think they were like only seven teams forced fewer turnovers last season than they did. Not saying that they have to. You have to force turnovers to have turnovers against us right now, but they they don't bring a ton of ball pressure. <laughs> so true. <laughs> as long as we just don't do a ton of dumb stuff with the ball, this uh, should not be a crazy game where we're turning it over twenty times and giving them a ton of easy opportunities off those turnovers. That so you're is encouraging. I'm not picking us to lose. Oh, I, you just pretty much just named everything that we're gonna do. We're not gonna. We're not. We're not gonna do that. We didn't turn over that much against uh, against UMBC. How many turnovers do we have? I think fourteen. It's not much for us. <laughs> I only had three helpings. That's not much for me. It's not much for us. <laughs> I, only ate, I only ate four meatloaves. <laughs> Your comparison's valid. It's Everything not- is relative. <laughs> Everything is relative. 14 for us is, is a win. Thank you. sound like the, the scene in Jurassic World. It's like, we're just not used to being the parent. <laughs> I mean, we, turn, we were turning over like 21 times a game this time last year. It's improvement. It's baby steps. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Let's take a break when we come back. Big X, big bets of the weekend. Woo-hoo! And then our pick em segment will get you ready for the weekend ahead in college football. Not feeling good about one of my picks. I'm and like then changing. we will end by making our official predictions for tonight's hoops game against Chattanooga. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, Friday edition here on 1450 and 961. The Big X. When Genesis Diamonds has a sale, you know it's the real. You might get what you're after. Cool, baby. Strange but not a stranger. I'm at all Genesis. Burning down the house. Hold tight. Wait till the party's over. Hold tight. The final segment of the week here on the Mike Rutherford Show. On the Big X. As we get ready for the big, big weekend ahead with Big X. We burn in down the house. Big bets. We'll also do our pick'em segment. (laughs) I'm I'm glancing at the text line there as I just, we talked basketball. Texas, please no basketball talk. Trevor, what are you having for dinner tonight? (coughs) Oh, gosh. We almost killed him. You almost killed him with the text. What are you doing? Actually, Mom just texted me. Because uh, she's doing the mail game. She's working the mail game tonight. I should I'm glad I stopped myself. Who's they playing? Wait, I worded, almost worded that. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know who she's playing. I, I asked her, and she said she asked my uncle, and my uncle's reply was, 
it doesn't matter. The game that matters is next week. Yeah, I think that, yeah. I'm assuming it's Trinity say next winner. They, I think that's the way the bracket's working. Well, I think they, yeah. they, I think they're on the other, they're not on the other side, but they're on a different part of the same bracket. If I'm correct. Yeah. So she just texted me and she said Charlie's cheesy steaks and wings is now open. She's so excited about. Yeah, this. they play Fern Creek tonight. They will play either Ryle or Bull. Well, no, they they will reseed next week based on the RPI. Oh well, I guess they whoever they're going to play in the reseeding is going to be a probably good game. I guess. Okay. And, uh, but she said, yeah, she just texted me and says. Charlie's cheesy steaks and wings is now open. I guess out that way. Uh, do, stopping there after the game. Do you want something? And I said, Yeah, just give me a minute. I'll send you a text. So, do you know anything about Charlie's cheesy and steaks? No, but it sounds great. I'm thinking cheese steak and some cheese steaks tonight. A little bit. I know Barry's cheese steaks hit up Troy, and they're like, We want to get Mike some food for the radio show. I was like, Bring it what? on. Bring it on in. Make it happen. Huh? Where? When? I, I, I don't know. Who? What day? We got your berries on on board here. You know that's. Well, he said Mike. He didn't. He didn't, no, he didn't say no, you. My, my, and Trevor. He didn't say you. And Trevor. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, Barry's a diehard Eagles fan. You got to bring him in. He's from Philly. Texas says, uh, "Will Kenny Payne end our 92-year winning streak against Chattanooga tonight?" It's all I hear. Texas, why was Chattanooga better at basketball than us in the 20s and 30s? Because everybody was better than basketball at us. In the 20s <laughs> <Yeah>. and 30s. <laughs> it does seem that way, doesn't it? Texas, when TK said that three helpings isn't a lot, I couldn't help but think his car and chair had more helpings than he did the other day. <laughs> well, because when I got in the wreck, I mean, uh, the, uh, well, the, the mess in the chair didn't, didn't get on the chair. It was on the floor, mostly, and some on the couch. But the couch is like a, it's like it's a pleather. So it wipes off very easily. Texture says, I was, oh, this is the guy who got the ticket from the train last night. I was watching the game last night, worried that I not only got us, lost us the game, but also got a Virginia player killed. When we won, I was so happy I didn't remember that I still had a ticket until this morning. I like how you edited that. Yeah, I do. Well, I'm not <laughs> I feel like we're like, like when we're on 970, it's like watching The Breakfast Club on TNT. That's what, that's what you get. Texas, I'm putting 30 on Chattanooga, and the payout is $87. I'm rooting for Louisville, but I'm betting against them. I don't think you're alone. A lot of Louisville fans are doing the same. All right, let's do our, our speaking of betting, Big X, Big Bets of the Weekend. It's week, uh, what would this be? Week seven that we've been doing this. I'm 11, 6, and 1. Trevor, 10 and 8. If you've bet on all, if you've taken all of our picks, you've made some money, both of us. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, by the way. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Also. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get to it. Three picks for the weekend, our three biggest bets of the weekend. Uh, I'm included. I, I kicked myself for not doing Boston College money line on Friday night last week. So I am doing a Friday night bet tonight. And look, we can do any sport. Yes, big bets. I've done only college football. Trevor's done a lot of NFL, a little bit of college football as well. I've mixed it up. I'm I've been. I've been doing so well with college basketball this week. I feel like I've got to give a, a college hoops pick. It's a big week tonight. So tonight, college basketball, first big X, big bet of the weekend, West Virginia. I know we have the, the, the guy guaranteed, the Missouri State-West Virginia game. I'm going against him again. West Virginia, I'm taking them minus 14. I think they covered the spread against Monmouth tonight. I, I think that the, the, the best bets to find early in a college basketball season – are the spreads that look at a program that has been historically good, but maybe fallen on hard times that the computer models overvalue a little bit, i.e. Mexico State when they played UK. I thought that was a dummy bet, and yeah, UK was. promptly covered it by like 35 points. I think Monmouth has fallen on hard times. They've been good in the MAAC for a long time. Now they're in different conferences. They've been playing poorly. Uh, West Virginia, I don't think, is going to do anything special tonight, but our boy Q Slaz and company, the Mountaineers, get the cover tonight over the Mountain Hawks. West Virginia, minus 14. That's my first big X, big bet. TK, what you got? Uh, it's funny you mentioned the BC and Syracuse game because I'm going back to the college scene a little bit. Okay. I'm not going to Syracuse, but I'm going to look at that BC game. 
BC, since we blew them out, have won five in a row. They've been good. They've been solid. Now they host Virginia Tech this week, who coming off their loss to us, is going to get their winning streak started. I'm going to the Hokies, snapping BC streak, playing on the road, getting giving one and a half, take the Hokies. Virginia Tech plus one and a half. Plus one and a half, yes. No, no, they're minus one. I think they're favored. They're favored? I believe so, yeah. I okay. can double check it, but I'm pretty sure I wrote them down minus one and a half. I'm, I'm okay with that. I think that it's kind Even of a toss I know it's game. a road game, but I think it's still on the uh, – let me just double check that real quick. Uh, yeah, mine, yeah, BT is road favorite, minus okay. one and a half. There you go. Uh, second pick here. I can't believe that, that neither one of us has done this yet. I feel like it's it, it's a disservice to the radio show that we haven't – Picked against Louisville? Not Louisville. <laughs> oh, okay. You know where I'm going. I'm, I thought about this one, too. I did. I did. Scott Satterfield and the Cincinnati Bearcats are on the road this week. They are 2-7 and seven on the year. They are 0-6 in Big uh, 12 play. They're on the road taking on a fellow Big 12 newcomer, Houston, and Dana Holgerson and his glorious locks. The, the Cougars are coming off of a road win over Baylor. They are just a three-point favorite at home over Cincinnati, who has been listless. I know UC doesn't get blown out a whole lot, but they've looked awfully bad recently. I think that there's some disarray. You got, you got Scott Satterfield using the word pissed at a post-game press conference. You know he's on tilt. You know things are going off kilter. I think Houston wins. I think Houston covers. I don't. I, this, to me, just stands out. I, I Take the Cougars. Minus three. Satterfield special. Boom. Uh, I'm going, go, going from one coast to the west. Going one coast to the other. I'm going to go west coast. Uh, I know that the Cougars have been struggling. I think they're two and six or something. They... They have been coming up short ever since they got that big upset win against Oregon State. Washington State has struggled. But I think those struggles come to a slight end this weekend as they go to Cal, who hasn't played horribly. But Washington State getting two and a half points at Cal, I'm taking the Cougars. Washington State plus two. Plus two and a half. I like that. I want that half point, damn it. I like that. You can't, you always got trust me, it cost me last night in the, <laughs> the Chicago game. I'm dipping. I'm still contemplating my third one. I'm. 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 I'm, I'm I might change my mind while you do your talk. Here, I'm go going. You hate betting this conference. I have thrived in this conference. I felt like I had to do another Sun Belt game because I've I've been, I've been great with Sun Belt. They 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 hate me. This is gonna seem. This seems like a bad bet, but I'm telling you, it's a big bet. It's gonna work out for you. Liberty's undefeated. Liberty. Liberty. They're Liberty. hosting Old Dominion this weekend. Liberty's undefeated. Old Dominion's four and five. Liberty's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. That seems like it. maybe it's a little too low. 9-0 team versus a 4-5 team. ODU has been very tough all season. They lost to James Madison, who's undefeated by just three points. They lost to Wake Forest, who's an ACC team that hasn't been terrible this year, by three points. They lost to Marshall, who's been pretty good, by just six points. And four to Coastal Carolina. Nobody's blowing out the Monarchs. They play right with everybody. Virginia Tech's the only team that beat them fairly handily, and even that was a relatively close game until they pulled away and won by 19 in the fourth quarter. Uh, Old Dominion, this is kind of, they get to make this their season. If they, I'm not saying they're going to upset Liberty, but they will keep it close enough to cover the 13.5 point spread. Trust the Monarchs. Old Dominion covers this weekend on the road against the Flames. I'm going to give an asterisk on my third one because I, just, I, I, I like it, but everything about it tells me don't take it. Okay. But that said, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, because when I did my homework, everything I do in a homework scenario tells me, like, don't pick this game. But so, but looking at it without doing homework, I like it. And that game is I'm liking Missouri, hosting Tennessee, getting two and a half. Ooh. Tennessee has dominated Missouri five straight games. 
They've dropped 60 points three straight years on them. I hate this pick for you. I do, too. I'm already hating it. But Missouri played well against Georgia. I like what Drinkwitz has done there. It's at Missouri, which I like. And they, short of just the, the LSU and Georgia losses, they've, they've looked good. And those weren't blowout games. And I'm, just, I don't, I'm not feeling Tennessee this year as much. Um, that said, I'm going to say let's, let's take the Tigers. They're, they're SEC through and through. So take Missouri at home, plus two and a half, hosting the balls. So they're plus two and a half. They're plus two and a half. Ooh, that's a lot of close spreads that you're going with this. Week. I am. I'm I went with nervous. games that I like the. I, I think I went with games that I'm, I'm looking at who I like to win the game, and if it's a close enough spread, I'm thinking you know it's as long as you're three. I'm thinking I'm taking you, and I like Washington State, Missouri, and beat Vodtech in all you know money line game wins. There it is. West Virginia minus fourteen basketball tonight for me. Houston minus three tomorrow in football. Old Dominion plus thirteen and a half. Trevor Virginia Tech minus one and a half. Washington State plus two and a half, and Missouri plus two and a half as well. Would have been a bad taste for me like to take like. Uh, Chattanooga is part of my big three bets tonight. You can do whatever you want. Thank you. Including having some of that berry cheesesteak you're getting for free? No. Even though I was on that bandwagon long before you knew of them? No. Long before anybody knew. I was all over berries. How do you know I didn't know about berries? Oh, I know. I know you don't know. Because no one knew but me. I was going about berries. I was the only one there. Uh, I went to Bromley Louisville. I I picked them up at the airport. Quick bonus bet that I like tonight, by the way. I I think Wyoming is going to beat UNLV tonight on the road. Uh, Don't tell our guaranteed guy. 1045 FS1. Well, this is football. I, oh, think, okay. I think Wyoming's going on the road. I think they're going to upset you know, you, you know, there's a three-point favorite. I'm taking the I'm gonna go with the Cowboys' money line. It's been a good season for the Cowboys. Laramie's going to be lit up tonight. It's going to be great. All right, let's get to our, our pick'em segment. Uh, I lead you by six after we both went six and four last week. Luck. <laughs> We've only got a few weeks left. It's been a disastrous late October, early November for you. You've turned a two-point lead into a six-point, uh, six-game deficit in the matter. It, basically, when that you, takes talent, people. When you left for two <laughs> weeks is when you just you fell behind. Your picks from the road just did not. Yeah, you I hadn't got, thought them through. I got a little froggy on them, yeah. Little, and little I, froggy. A little froggy, but unfortunately, I, I bumped my butt more than I did hopping. So. <laughs> Say that again? I bumped my butt more than I did when, didn't, when I hopped. Uh, we are now for the season. We both have done well overall, though. Pick uh, you know, is a lot easier than picking spreads, but still, I am seventy-one and twenty-nine. You are sixty-five and thirty-five. So let's get to it tonight. The biggest game in Kentucky high school football playoffs. All due respect to uh, Mail Fern Creek and Manuel uh, Ballard and, and everybody else playing. It's Trinity Saint X. It's at Trinity. Very rare to see these two programs square off at one of their stadiums. This uh, early. It, it's crazy. Yeah, it's second round playoff game. Typically, it's you know it's at Cardinal Stadium, it's a state championship, or it's the, the game of the regular season. The Rocks took it to the Tigers in the regular season meeting, which was a surprise. Yeah. Uh, now you know both teams have changed a lot. There's been some quarterback swapping going on. Uh, I think San Francisco quarterback's been hurt the last couple of weeks. The Trinity freshman quarterback's been out the last couple of weeks. We'll see what happens tonight. You can hear the St. X broadcast right here on 1450 The Big X. You can hear the Trinity broadcast on 94.7 FM. TK. Who gets it done tonight? Rocks, Tigers. Okay, this, this is where I'm torn here because, like, the laziness in me wants to root for Trinity because if Trinity wins, then I'm done doing football games on Friday nights after tonight. Hmm. But if St. X wins, and I'm back next week to do St. X game, and Dave's off because he's just Trinity. Hmm. So that's that's where my laziness weighs. Sure. But my loyal sports loyalty is to Wagner, and we hate Trinity. We can't root for Trinity. I painted the rock. Remember. You did. I did. I'll stand by it. I hope there's no statute of limitation on that. By the way, I've admitted to it way too many times. <laughs> That's my concern. Uh, that said, 
In this case, loyalty outweighs laziness. I'm going uh, St. X with the win. Wow, okay. Pull off the upset. And John, James, Spears, you're going to regret, even though congratulations on your the Bellarmine gig, and I hope you do a great job tonight. I know you no, will. I suck at Spears. But Tony's going to Tony, Tony's gonna pick up the slack where you dropped it, and he's, Tony Burke is bringing the victory to the Tigers. Me and TJ are going to be dancing in the streets like, like Mick Jagger and David Bowie, except not as homosexual. Tonight, <laughs> they fight, fight, fight for the green and white. The Shamrocks Trinity. I was going to say, aren't they both green and white? <laughs> no. Uh, Golden green. Oh, yeah, duh. Yeah, sorry. Trinity rolls into the state quarterfinals. Sorry, is that right? Or, or the Sweet 16. Whatever it is. Whatever. Quarter, it's it's roll, the quarterfinals. Yeah. They're just going to roll. They're rolling past St. X. They sweep the Tigers. I know their uh, the, their freshman team beat them like 75 to 12. Everyone's talking the Trinity freshman class apparently is outrageous this year. I love when people talk freshman game. Well, it's, it, it, they're going to be playing. They, hell, a freshman played quarterback for them this year. So That's true. Trinity gets it done tonight. Not as decisively as they did in the regular season, but the Rocks roll into the third round of the 6A state playoffs. Tomorrow, we do the local games, of course. We've got uh, CUSA football. Western Kentucky, this is going to be, I assume, on 1450 The Big X at 3.30? Uh, no, actually, okay. because we have IU on oh, okay. uh, at, at 11. That game will be on 900, I believe. There you go. It'll be on somewhere. Yeah, it's going to, I forget which time. I should look that up. It'll also be on ESPN+. Plus. New Mexico yeah. State is on the road in Bowling Green. The Aggies still have a shot at playing for a conference USA championship. They're five and one in league play, seven and three overall. The tops five and four overall, three and two in CUSA. They need a win to get bowl eligible. They are four and a half point home favorites over New Mexico State, who's had a pretty solid season so far. Mm-hmm. Who wins this one, TK? Um, I'm gonna go Western to win, but not cover. I think they win by three. I'm going to say New Mexico State gets it done on the, on the road. I, I lean that way a little bit, but I'm glad you're going. I'm going opposite because I need to make up some ground. Yeah. I, I, a I, better way to do it than with the toppers. Go for the tops. I, I say the Aggies, you know, they've, they've had a good year. I've always been more of a top fan. Bring back a victory to Las Cruces. We've got uh, – Spe- you mentioned Las Cruces. you got to say, say with an accent. Las Cruces. The game you just mentioned that uh, is also going to take place at the same time. Oh, I guess it's not the same time. But wow. noon on the Big yeah. Ten Network, Indiana on the road taking on Illinois. The Hoosiers also, speaking of bowl eligibility, need a win to keep their bowl eligibility hopes alive. They're three and six and one and five in the Big Ten after last weekend's upset victory. They're taking on Illinois, who is four and five and two and four in the Big Ten. Illini are a six and a half point home favorite. Does the Hoosier magic of November continue for another week, TK? I almost picked this as one of my games because I like IU uh, to not only get the win but obviously cover since they're getting points. I just couldn't put enough trust in IU to do it. I went more with Drinkowitz, which tells you a lot what I think about IU. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'm. But for this sake, I'm picking IU to get the win. I'm actually they, they beat them last year. I'm actually there with you. I mean, you know, they they played Penn State really close a couple weeks they ago. Did. They probably yeah, had a chance to win that game. Then they beat Wisconsin at home last week. I think they're going to get the job done. I think Illinois is is kind of just not very good. I think Indiana's been playing harder. The Tom Allen pregame speeches continue to be the most cringeworthy thing that's on the internet. I don't know how anybody plays for that guy, but. They're doing it right now. So I mean, they've got to win out to get bowl. I think you just what I think mm-hmm. you just said. I mean, there are other games after this are Michigan State and at Purdue. I mean, it's they can do it. There's it, a path. It's definitely there. There's a path. It, you're right, that path is there. Noon on ESPN in Lexington at the Raj Kroger Field. Kentucky is hosting number eight Alabama. Smith Field. Crimson Tide, eleven point favorites. It's you know, I think we all kind of scoffed at that line when it was out there at the beginning of the season when people were like, oh, Alabama, eight, nine point favorite. It's not that much higher. Uh, they are eleven point favorites. We kind of need UK to win this game for the playoff dreams, but do they get it done? Cats are six and three and three and three in the SEC. Bama 
still chasing a conference championship, unbeaten in conference play, 8-1 and one overall. Yeah, I kind of need to stop picking ice cream as a munchie for that, too, but <laughs> I don't see that happening either, buddy. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I look at the history of this last five games. I mean, now pay was 63-3, 34-6, 48-7. I know it's a different world, and those are gaps in between, but uh, I'm going to go Alabama winning cover. I, I'll, I guess I get halfway root for Kentucky, but – yeah, I don't see it happening. I just, I just feels like a game where Kentucky's up six to three and they're taking pictures of the scoreboard and posting it on social media. Maybe I'm dumb. Well, I know I'm dumb, but you know, maybe I'm dumb on this also. I feel like Kentucky kind of keeps this one respectable. Close, okay. I, I, I think they kind of keep it close. I'm actually going to say UK loses by ten. They cover the spread. They don't win the game. Bama's never really in jeopardy, but but Kentucky keeps this one. But you've been off Kinda on Bama close. a couple times this year, though, with, with with your picks, have you not? I have. I felt good about LSU for most of the game last week. Yeah. They, they get a couple late touchdowns. I think there was another one earlier in the year. Maybe it was A&M or somebody. A&M. I picked them to win. They should have lost that game. Yeah. So you've been you've been kind of anti-Alabama a little bit. You're, they've but you not know what? Been, hell, that shoe's about, other shoe's about to drop eventually, right? Yeah, they've not been overly impressive. They've been flirting with it all season long. Right. I, don't, I don't think they lose here, but I do think that it's UK is like within respectable striking okay. distance for most of the afternoon. Um, late night. 10.30 on Fox, USC, Caleb Williams, uh, got the heat for crying last week. He's on the road taking on Oregon, who's a 16-point favorite. Not only is Oregon still chasing a berth in the college football playoff, they've got Bo Nix chasing the Heisman Trophy. Who do you like here? Oregon's a 16-point home favorite. Uh, Oregon's 16? Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Take USC in the points. Oregon quack, quack with the win by 12, though. Are you ready for this? You're going to take both Oregon on the points? Or you I'm taking USC straight up. I, that's not a bad call. I think USA. This this. this I, I got burned by it last week, though. This reeks of a late, late night Pac-12 shocker that people wake up and they're like, Oregon lost because the game ends at like two a.m. I mean, it's a ten thirty kickoff on on Fox. Oh no, I'll be watching it. I think Caleb Williams. You know, he he obviously wants a big time win before he graduates. I think he lights it up. I think Oregon's dreams fall by the wayside, and this loss not only knocks Oregon out of the the, the, the playoff race, mm. it basically gives Michael Penix the Heisman Trophy. I'm I'm calling it. USC. Does Bo Nix cry over Oregon. Bo Nix cries. Uh, speaking of the Pac-12, we will stay out west for this one. 3.30 on Fox. Number 8, Utah is on the road taking on Washington. The Huskies are 8.5-point home favorites. Trevor, who you like? Oh, man. I, I want to take uh, – I'm taking Washington to win. I did, but the line has is, is got me worried. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Utah with the points, but Washington to win. I think I, that line is a little too high. I think it's, it's high. I don't think they cover handily, but I think Washington wins in slight cover. I think the Huskies get it done. I think, I think, they they sh- play I think they've right in the ship with the U- with the USC game a little bit. I mean, right with that it. win, yeah. Uh, Three thirty CBS Tennessee number thirteen in the country on the road taking on Missouri number fourteen in the country. You've already given your your pick away here, yeah, Missouri. I'm going Tennessee. Um, I think that it's like this. I have no idea. I have, I have no confidence one way or the other. I don't know how you bet this game, but more power to you. <laughs> I think Tennessee wins. I'll say they win by three. Missouri's last win in the series was 50-17 to 17 on November in, in, in 2018. Yeah, that's something. <laughs> hey, it's bad. Again, the other shoes are bound to drop, people. <laughs> At 7 o'clock on ESPN, number 9, Ole Miss, 8-1 and one and 5-1 and one in the SEC on the road, taking on Georgia, 9-0 and 6-0, oh and and oh, not recently tested. They had you know, a couple of iffy performances early. They seem to have gotten the, the solid footing. They're beating bad teams by big-time scores now. Can they do it again this week? Ole Miss is a ten and a half point road underdog. I thought about it. this is one I almost leaned towards. I almost picked as well because, but it's so much points. I'm going to take Georgia to win in cover. I think I'm take Georgia to win. I think Ole Miss covers the ten. And a half. I think they win. They win late. They win by fourteen. Like it's like it's. Like, I can it's, see that. It's a like back and forth game, but they end up scoring late and end up winning by fourteen and backdoor cover. 
We got to keep picking our boy Jed Fish. Two o'clock in the Pac-12 oh, Network. I almost picked this one on my my, my lines too. I looked at it. I the did. Twenty-first ranked Arizona Wildcats are on the road taking on Dion and Colorado, who are now just one and five in the Pac-12. Arizona ten-point road favorite in Boulder. Who you like? I think Colorado pulls up the upset. Oh, okay. I hate to do it against my boy Jed. I think. He's done more. How with many this times team. are you going to do this to Jed? You're well, wrong you know, every time. I'm, I'm, I'm secretly motivated. I'm falling on the sword for you, fish. You better, th- you better appreciate this crap. I'm over here taking, taking it down on my, on, on, on my picks, so you can get wins. I hope I get like at least like a mug or something in the mail. Um, that said, yeah, I'm going to take. I just, I don't know. This seems like a trap game for Jed Fish. He's gotten so much out of this team more than anyone expected. Jed laughs in your face again. Arizona wins. I hope you hope you're right. Arizona wins. Jed laughs in your face. Game of the week is big nude Saturday, noon on Fox. Number three, Michigan now without Jim Harbaugh. At Ooh. number ten, Penn State. Michigan still a four point road favorite. We gotta go quick. Who you like? Um Michigan winning cover. I'm going Penn State. I wanted to partly, but I'm I'm glad I'm going to I don't think I don't even think Penn State's that good. I just I, I think, think Michigan is like they're good defensively. At some point all of this stuff is going to have to come back and, and look, they didn't look great against Purdue the first time that they've been accused of cheating and they're not actually like I think that Penn State wins this ugly, gross game. Their offense sucks. I think they find a way to get it done. And I think the the rest of the college football world rejoices. All right, tonight, coming up here, we'll turn things over in just a second to the, the official pregame coverage. Louisville, Chattanooga. Cards are four-point favorites over the mocks. It's a weird matchup. Trevor, what's your official prediction here? I'm going to say Moccasins win by three, uh, 74-7. Or no, uh, 80-77. I Same exact score for me. Really? Louis- Is Louisville, it crazy? Louisville wins, though. Oh, okay, nice. The, I think the cards get it done tonight. They do just enough to get the win. Uh, they won't cover the slight spread, but Louisville's going to get it done. 2-0. Under 30 seconds, Louisville's leading score tonight is? Sky Clark. I agree. Let's go, Cards. Let's get this done. Let's get to 2-0. Let's have a celebratory weekend and a fun weekend scoreboard watching, and then Monday we'll get back into it. Everyone enjoy the weekend. Go Cards. Beat Chattanooga. We'll see you guys back here Monday at 3 o'clock. Go Cards. Kentucky Alice on